1: Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort. Slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. com,
2: brought to you by Deary Brothers, Ford, Lincoln, Patrick Eads, and his great staff on Mormon Trek. Steve Anderson, Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for cars. GT Car and his great crew at Suple's Sighting and Remodeling. Suple's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROWS. The Midtown Family Restaurants. Hertin and Stocker Jewelers 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Kettleson RV in Hiawatha, premier automotive in North Liberty. The Oxyoke Inn in the Amannas, now Sunday Brunch is back. Players' Sports Bar and Grill downtown. Streets Maintenance, the Wild Rose Casino in Clinton. Dr. Lance Forbes' Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. And Bump's Restaurant. Here's Tom Souter and Pat Hardy from hawkfanatic.com.
3: Thank you, Captain Steve. A fine, sunny morning from Iowa City, Iowa.
4: We were just talking about that pothole.
3: Which one? Pot? St- oh, the there's which, one. Which one? The Come one that on. looks like a bomb crater.
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, I actually stopped
4: and gawked at it today. I, I did when I was driving in. Don't of... fall in it. No, I drove by. It's easy to miss with your car, That's, that, so that makes it livable. But I just st- had to stop and admire its depth. It's the deepest yeah. one you've had. There's
3: nope. some. We saw some spelunkers
2: climbing Puts, out of that today. Put a ladder down there. It is by far,
4: I think, the deepest one you've had since I've been out here. But like I said, you can avoid it if you just use caution and don't go too fast. And hopefully, this is Adam. Um, it could be Carn. Who knows? But Karin. Adam is gonna. Adam's supposed to be calling in. I talked to him on Tuesday, I believe it was.
5: Hello, it's me. I called in early. Uh, okay. It seems like you have that pothole every year.
3: It's a different one. Different one. Yeah.
5: Oh, <laughs> I thought the most fantastic game I've ever I've seen in a long time was that Michigan State Kansas State game last night.
3: An OT, fun game to watch. Yeah, yep. No,
5: it's I thought the, the the three point shooting was. They were really. They were just shooting those out. and That one guy had 19 assists, and. Um,
3: Damn, that's a lot of assists. <laughs> <I> no. <don't laughs> <hope.
5: laughs> it was. It was an enjoyable game because, if Michigan State lost, you weren't going to be worried about it. Although I rooted for them because they're Big Ten. Yeah, me too. So, and how do you think our gals are going to do today? I
3: think well, they're going to win. I do too. I, I hope so, obviously.
5: Somebody said this Colorado team is similar to the to the Georgia team.
3: Well, in that they play good defense and they have two centers. And they're but, athletic. And they're athletic. Yeah. but
4: And they're not good shooters.
5: Yeah. So, yeah, it's similar. Yes. But they're, they're
4: not good shooters. Not from – I mean, well, the s- so stats so. are so-so. But when I watched the other night, just none of them look like they're really confident shooting threes. Other than there was a couple. But if I would have critiqued, the biggest thing I would have had was, man, they're way more athletic than they are skilled, if that makes sense. Well, makes perfect sense. sense, and that's accurate. And Iowa's the other way in some ways. Mm-hmm. They're way mm-hmm. more skilled than they are athletic. Yeah. So
5: they'll be having their hands all over the place, but – It'll be a challenge. Yeah.
3: Nothing- It'll be a challenge for sure, as as it should be, getting into the Sweet Sixteen.
5: Now there's a baseball game this afternoon, and what does that start at four?
3: Uh, yeah, yes. It's
5: too bad they don't start that a little earlier, so that you could go see the whole game instead of going and then having to drop out of it early.
3: Well, you don't they have to schedule those usually yeah, I'm way sure. in advance not
5: knowing I'm sure and then and then tomorrow what about that game if there's going to be snow
2: well it's going to melt yeah that snow is going to be overnight and uh, a little in the morning before 8 and then it gets up to 47 so the only well uh, then
5: and the, then it should melt real fast right yeah. oh
2: yeah the only thing that you deal with this weekend is weather or weather Rain. is wind uh the wind, be, wind, yeah, it'll kick up at times to 20 miles an hour.
5: Oh, okay. So, and if it's if it's cold wind, that can bother you. Yeah, won't bother Although me. i sitting uh, <laughs> <thinning> up <laughs> by the press box. Stops some of that wind.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. It does. Unless
5: it's unless it's going from east to west, but from north to south, it kind of helps you.
3: Well, you know how to dress for the elements. Yeah. Oh,
5: yeah. You just bring the sleeping bag, crawl into it, and you're okay.
3: There yeah. well, you go.
2: All right.
5: Anyway, let's hope for the best for tonight. Yes, All
2: ma'am. Right. You got it. We'll
5: see you guys. See <laughs> you, Karen. <laughs> Thank yeah. you.
2: Yeah, I ain't going out in there. I I do want to see some games, though.
3: But I'm not... Baseball games? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to wait till before I go out, wait till the weather turns yeah, over. Yeah, me too.
4: Big 10 season Uh huh Yeah Nothing against They play Western Michigan This weekend
3: Yeah And they've won what I don't know Five games maybe I know
4: nothing about them Yeah Um They've been good before And um But yeah The weather It'll be better I mean it's What's it gonna be Tomorrow the high Uh
2: Tomorrow it's going
4: to be forty-seven. Okay, it's still a little cold. Yeah, it is. I think if you get below fifty in baseball, it's a little chilly.
2: Well, yeah, especially with twenty miles. Yeah, the wind yeah. won't help, yeah, and it's, I, I
4: assume it's coming out of the north. It seems to usually uh,
2: northwest. Yes, come uh-huh. roaring out it, of
4: the north, out of Fargo. It could be a little chilly tomorrow.
2: Yeah. That's.
4: Yeah,
2: that is Adam. That is Adam. Ladies And gentlemen, you've been waiting for him all week long,
4: all month long. And then he waited his turn for the carn segment.
2: Stage, screen, and financial reports.
4: We lead with the carn segment, then it yeah. segues into the Adam hour.
2: Adam. And how Adam's <laughs> going to dress at the game. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs>
4: all right. Well, Adam, how are you doing? It's been a while. How was Arizona?
6: Yeah. It was good. It was great. We uh, got to see the sun and 70 to 80 degree weather, so. Yeah, oh,
4: if, you, it was nice. if you go to Arizona and don't see the sun, there—that's a story right there. Yes, that's um. <laughs> they were been so were you the winter f- over there with
6: California and everything? It, it's it's been kind of crummy. No, actually. you're right. That's
4: it the, has. It has. Is the drought over in California now? Because it seems oh, like oh, now it, it's the opposite. <laughs> now it's I, mean, much, I don't mean to laugh. Yeah, I don't flooding. mean to laugh. One extreme to the other. Yeah, so it but, is. All right, well, Adam, let's just dive right into it. Lots to talk about. Um, let's start. Let's. I mean, we'll get to the women, but let's start. Let's put a wrap on the men's season it's hard to believe the one thing with the tournament and you know I hate to bring it up but it ends so quickly I mean you've got the build-up for the Big Ten tournament of course that ended quickly this year but you always have usually you have something else coming after the Big Ten tournament but man when that game's over it's over I mean so just your thoughts on how that first round game played out were you surprised by how it played out Iowa giving up 83 points and what have you and just kind of go from there
6: yeah, no, it's tough. And like you said, there's only one team, I mean, aside from the NIT team, really two teams in NCAA. CBI, don't and forget a, the CBI. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, there's only a handful of teams um, that really get to end that, that season on a win and, and feel good walking out of the locker room. Yep. You know, I think for Iowa fans, you know, uh, Again, if we go back to the beginning of the year, I I thought it was going to be a win to get into the NCAA tournament. The way it started, then we had some injuries, then we had you know, the way we started the Big Ten season. Mm -hmm. Not ideal. We grinded, and and we were playing some pretty good basketball there. That Indiana game really got me hopeful again right before um, the end of the season. I'm like, man, if we can just hit our stride, play well, have guys like Chris really step up and kind of take over, um, I was optimistic, and then – just was not a good showing in the big 10 tournament and definitely not a good showing. Well, I should say the the Nebraska game, then that went into the big 10 tourney. And then you look at what happened, uh, you know, obviously first game there just, it is, it's, it's a hard one to swallow, but hopefully those guys that are going to return, it's a little bit of motivation, kind of like what the girls are using to just, Hey, we we don't want this to happen again, Mm -hmm. right? We, we've got goals. We got, you know, hopes of making a big run and at least get to, You know, the Sweet 16, I think, is kind of that that marker we're all kind of talking about, whether it's fans or I'm sure what's happening in the locker room. uh, You know, you look at like a Michigan State team, um, not really a a strong team, but they played defense, they rebounded, they made shots and free throws when they needed to, and they ended up getting uh, through the first two rounds, so...
4: So, Adam, I wanted to ask you, I mean, you didn't really live it as much because when you were at Iowa, it was only, what, 1999, 2000? It's been 70. Okay, it's been since 1999. 24 years. Uh, we write about yep. it. We ask these guys about it, but we don't ask them about it much because Fran does not like talking about this topic, and I get it. How big of a factor is that when these guys are out? They're not thinking about that, or is this a weight that that's players now carry every time they get into the NCAA tournament? Well, you know, is this year you finally But How much do you think that's a factor? Or Is it more about guard I mean, play? For, or is it more about guard play?
6: <laughs> well, I think it, it, it's definitely on the minds, whether anybody, I mean, especially your Iowa kids, you know what? Yeah. My team was fortunate to have a lot of Iowa kids on it, um, you know, between Horner Grinner, Mike Henderson, mm-hmm. Carlton Reed, Alec Thompson was on that team. Um, maybe I'm missing a few in there, but we had a lot of Iowa guys. And, and you know, Steve really understood the history of Iowa basketball. I mean, mm-hmm. aside what maybe people think he did understand that we hadn't won a Big Ten just outright title. And at that point, was it 20 or 25 years?
4: 1970.
6: And, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean you know, that, that's what I was going through. And, and that, that was the talk, though. It's, it's like, man, there has been a huge drought here. And then that Sweet 16 run was, was kind of the marker. You get there, and I think anything can happen. You just never know. You look mm-hmm. at what's happening in the girls' game. You get through that second round. Now you've got some big seeds that have been knocked off. And, I, again, I think the, the door's open to make a big run. And it was, it was on our mind. You still take it one game at a time, but, and everybody, when you have those preseason sit downs and you get those goals that are all laid out, especially being an Iowa kid, I, I wanted it just as much for us as the fans and everybody else that, you know, support staff and university and the students, like that was a huge thing. We wanted to make a big run and and make it a special year. And so these guys want to win more than anybody. It just, it is, you, you don't want it to be that looming thing over your head. Um, of we can't I mean there's like a wall there, but mm-hmm. again I think Fran probably doesn't want to make a big deal about it. But we definitely have had the talent the last couple of years to make a sweet sixteen run for sure. And then, you know, who knows after that. But um again, I think you gotta use this as motivation. You gotta talk about it a little bit. Hey, we, we wanna we wanna be one of those elite teams that are still playing into that second weekend of the tournament.
4: And I do remember when Alford got hired, I remember him saying, guys, it's been 20 years since we've, I mean, it was 1999. Uh He goes, it's been 20 years since you guys have won a big, we got to win a Big Ten. And I remember thinking, yes, that's the way way to think. And then, of course, even at Alford's hiring, that was almost 30 years since the outright title. Mm -hmm. I mean, Tom, where were you in 1970? What were you doing?
3: I was a high school senior. I remember the Jacksonville game so clearly that it's, It was one of the,
4: honestly, one of the worst nights of my life. And could you ever imagine that would be the last season they won a Big Ten title outright? Uh, No. Adam, what year were you born? 83. (laughs)
0: Think about
3: that. Another piece of history. 67 years ago yesterday, Iowa played their way into the national finals
4: by beating Kentucky by 12 points. Yeah, no, there is tradition there. Okay, Adam, when I'm watching these games, like last night, I mean... The Michigan State-Kansas State game, it was – Karn was right. It was a fun game to watch. Guard play dominated that game, and you hear it every year. Yeah. I mean, of course you don't win without the front line. I get it. But is Iowa – is guard play a factor? And I don't want to single out anybody, but what are the reasons why you think Iowa has made early exits under Fran? I mean, because – I mean, last year's team won 26 games, was on a roll, and then loses to Richmond. And then we'll talk about how important the tournament is as opposed to the regular. Because there's a lot of fans, Adam, that want Fran gone. And Tom, you've seen. Oh, sure. And I think that's ridiculous. Because I'm not put, one of them. I put a lot of weight in the regular season. But talk about guard play. How important is it right now?
6: No, I think it's the game's changed. I, I always tell people, too, we were down in Arizona. We were talking with, with friends and buddies and we're watching the game. And, you know, I, I look back on just how prevalent it is to have a good breakdown scoring guard that not only, you know, hey, when offense, we got nothing, right? Yeah. Ran through whatever set, nothing's going on. You need somebody that can kind of drive, penetrate, create a shot, create for others. I think that game's huge today, um, more than it was maybe 25 years ago. I mean, even when I played, you know, Horner was a great scoring guard. He could distribute. Um, but, again, we ran a lot of motion. We ran a lot of screens, you know, kind of the old Indiana-style, um, Bob Knight-style type mm-hmm. offense. I didn't have the ball in my hands dribbling a lot. I was coming off screens and mid-range shots, threes. Yeah, the game's true. changed a little bit now. I think you've got to be – guys got to be able to handle it. they got to be able to create. And so, again, I think it is. It's important. These teams that are going to make a deep run, you've got a good guard that can that can make things happen. And, you know, to your point, we've got talent, and France done a great job with what he's got. I love, you know, just – the kind of people we bring in every season. Mm-hmm. They're well-rounded. I mean, I always look at having kids of my own. You'd want your kids to model after, you know, the the type of individuals he's got on this sure. basketball mm-hmm. team. Yeah. So we got a lot to be proud of. It's just, again, part of it's a, a little bit of a luck thing. You know, you hear Izzo kind of talk about that last night a little bit. I think he's getting beat up a little bit on social media. But, you know, a couple bank shots or just a, a play here or there, it, it just it comes down to such um, – the parity anymore there's so much equality out there it just it really comes down to guys making shots or making a play here or there on a 50 50 ball um that's what's deciding some of these games especially when you get to this point of the season
4: in fairness to that interview Izzo did go on a little bit more and was more complimentary I think the where they cut off the that part of the interview made it seem like he was saying it was all just luck but when you bank those shots are luck some of those shots are luck. That's yeah, hard.
6: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when things break down a little bit and you take a tough shot and it banks in, I mean it's a it's a great win for the you know it's a great shot, great possession for the team that made the shot. But if you're defending, you're like, oh, it's a it's a letdown. Exactly.
4: I did not realize though how good that point guard for Kansas State is, Marquise, Marquise Noel. I mean, you watched it out. I mean, he was incredible, wasn't
6: he? Those guys can just take over a game. Yep. Yeah, I mean. Pressure doesn't bother him. I think that's another key. You got a good breakdown guard, somebody that can just blow by a defender. Um, but again, what happens when you got a guard like that? If you're, I always play kind of devil's advocate. If I'm playing defense, they're setting up a defense on a guy like that. You, you've got to be helping. You know, yep, when they exactly. make something happen, and what does that do? It frees up. You know, just like uh, all that attention. I, I love the play at the end. I, it looks like it was it was scripted. It looks like he's arguing with the coach. Yep. And. You know, you've got the guy that kind of slips through behind that defense, and <clears throat> Michigan State guy kind of falls behind and he throws a lot past, just perfect timing uh, for a dunk that ended up being a huge possession. A reverse game. dunk, yep. But yep. again, to when believe. all eyes are on a guard like that and, and, a, and a focal player, uh, that, that just it, it, it really does hurt the defense.
4: And I believe the player who made the reverse dunk is the one who nearly died at Florida. On the court when his, he had myocarditis, wow. they revived. I mean, wasn't it Keontae Johnson who scored, made that play? The Florida transfer. I think so. Yeah, what I a story! So. They, they told um, his story before the that, game. That's, uh, Go ahead. That's
6: crazy. Uh, if that—if that really is, you know, that was him. That's, He's one uh, of their best players. Incredible turnaround. Yeah, it's—it's it's an yep.
4: incredible story too. I mean, the guy nearly died. The people there, luckily, they had great medical staff that was on hand. They they shocked his heart back and it, it's you know, they saved his life and now he's heading to the Elite Eight. So well Adam um Uless left, not a surprise. Gundalay left, not a surprise. Chris is going to I mean yeah. they're gonna go through some roster shuffle. I wouldn't there's there's wouldn't surprise me if more guys left. There's gonna be guys coming in. So it's really kinda hard to evaluate next season. So For anybody for anybody really. But I'm gonna I mean yeah. the loss of Eulis. I mean I I mean I He was an adequate ball handler. I thought he played good defense. But do you agree with me that they got to get a point guard that can score better? I mean, it just seems like they were so limited at times See offensively. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
6: No, I agree. And, and, and everybody in the country is going after those kind of guys. Yes. So it's not like, hey, we're ignoring the fact that, hey, there's a really good scoring guard. I mean, Fran and the staff are, you, you got to think when they look at their board and in the coach's office and who they're recruiting and names they're going after that's, those are ideally what any coach in the country is going after. So, I mean, um, guys like that are highly sought after. Yeah. I mean, I I know that we're, we've got to be looking at guys that can score, shoot, penetrate, um, you know, and they're out there. It it just makes it a little tougher now when you got NIL, um, you Mm -hmm. know, guys that can leave if they're not happy. Um, the, tr- the turnover on all these teams, right? We're looking at it now for us, and we've kind of been fortunate. If you go back the the last few years, we haven't had a lot of turnovers, and a lot of a lot of the main guys that we got have returned, or you know, some guys yep. have got them played. You know, that's how ran was it? Mm-hmm. We, we, yeah, and we've kind of kept our core. And again, you got to give him credit; he's doing something right to keep these guys together. But you know, we do have good talent coming in. If you look around the state. Um, you know, Price is going to be a, a really. I think he's going to be a big-time player for us from Waukee. Um You get the two from Moline that ended up winning the state championship. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're going to be special. Um, I know there's um, a couple others that I'm probably leaving out, but again, now with with this door opening up and you got a couple guys that have left, I think we're going to have some some opportunity here to to kind of rebuild stuff. And who knows? We could be talking in the fall. Wow, we're you know, a couple transfers in the portal and, you know, get a big man, a good guard. I think we're right there again to, to yeah. kind of be in the mix.
4: Well, there's a lot of them out there and, and I do think the freshmen, at least one or two of them, I think will be in the rotation. I think price Sanford, his ability to make threes and his size, but Adam, you know, they need portal guys ready and ready to hit the ground with three. They need another abraccia yeah. and they need a guard. They I too. think they need both of those. And I think Fran will end up getting them at some point, but, um, When you look at this, go ahead.
6: Well, I was just going to say, you know, Phillip had an incredible year. He did. Transformation from when he came from a mid-major, you know, up at North Dakota. He was good. Yep. You know, the the whole question was, well, how's he going to body in the Big Ten? How's he going to do this? I mean, he might have been one of our most consistent guys, and he's definitely one of the fan favorites of just his effort and what he was able to do on the court. I I thought he just brought so much to the table this year and and Mm -hmm. really was one of the big reasons we made a run and and got in the tournament. Yeah, Um, yeah it would have been nice to see him at a true four if we were able to get a big man. Right. You know, I know they were looking hard on the portal last year and it just, it didn't happen. Uh, whether you lose guys for, you know, other interest or, you know, money or whatever. I mean, it, it's hard to know why some of these guys, you know, you, you put the full court press on them and you want them to come, but it would have been nice to see Philip, you know, be at a, 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 kind of a true four spot and have a, you know, a true five and a four down low. I, again, he, he was a huge contribution and, Again, I know that's as soon as the season wraps up. You see, I was kind of on the. they are already reaching out to some of these guys that are leaving, so I think there's opportunity out there. It'll it'll be interesting to see how this next couple weeks shapes shapes up.
4: And they gave Josh had three years. Yeah, gundele. He had a chance this year. I think Fran wanted nothing more than one of those two centers to emerge, to be able to get into that rotation, to get 15 to 20 minutes a game, to allow Philip to do what you were saying. But it, obviously, it just never happened. Or if, if I mean, Fran's at practice every day. That to me was a key development that just didn't progress this year. Was the neither? And in fairness to Mulvey, he's still a year ahead. I think it's they got to give him more time. But are you? I don't think Agundele will be coming back. Remember last year he did this? I think well, Josh has done.
6: Yeah, and I'm sure last year, too, I mean, if he had not had a home, and granted he, you know, for his sake, he didn't have a lot of probably film to show people. No. But I think um we we probably needed a, a good, big-sized body just for practice. Exactly. You, know, when you get your starting five or your your top eight in rotation or nine, you need some guys to go against and practice to make things competitive and, and to get our guys, you know, um, kind of ready to go for games. So, those guys have an important role for sure. And, and you know, for Josh, I mean, he got a, a year or two in there where he's going to get to the best center in the country with yeah. Luca, yeah. And, um, you know, I hopefully uh, if it didn't work out here, he's going to find a nice home. And he's got some some real skill with his size and athleticism. And ho- hopefully he can find a landing spot. But it didn't work out, and he was injury prone, and there was some other stuff going on there where it just he wasn't quite getting over the hump. But, yeah, it, it'd be nice to, to find a, a guy that's, been proven and ready and healthy uh, for next year to jump, kind of plug and play for next year.
4: I wanted to ask you, um, there's been a lot of talk since the season, and I've actually talked to some of my colleagues too. There's this narrative out there that college basketball right now is all built for March. Basically saying the regular season, other than preparing you and positioning you for March, doesn't really mean much, and that's why maybe it's time to move on from Fran. I strongly disagree with that. I think the regular season does mean – it, it should mean more. I don't. I think unfortunately the only bad thing about the tournament, I think it takes away from the just your thoughts on this, Adam. I I just think it's ridiculous that a coach who without COVID would have this team five straight NCA appearances, and yet people, some people want him gone. I don't get it.
6: I know it's, you know, you got to be careful what you ask for. You know, it goes along with any sport. Anytime there's transition, and you look at like uh, Nebraska and football, you know they thought, hey, we get rid of uh, was it Pelini a few years ago and. You know, we're going to rewrite things and be atop of the Big Ten West. It just didn't happen. And when you got a lot of turnover that happens, it takes time to build a program. And Fran's done it. He's graduated guys. He's got, you know, look at how many mm-hmm. guys he's had in the first team all Big Ten and how many pros he's put into the, you know, NBA ranks. I mean, we've done things here that hasn't been done in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, even back when I was there in the Licklider era, I mean, we've had some big time players come through here. We're close. And that's what I think is probably frustrating to those guys in the locker room and the coaching staff as well. We're right there, you know. You've, you look at a couple of years ago I, when we got beat second round. I thought that was a team that could make an elite eight run, and mm-hmm. the way it was going to shape out in the bracket, it, it looked like, hey, there's not a matchup there that scares us for the first few rounds. But you know, that's when you got to play the game. <laughs> nothing's uh, or it nothing's was gonna a bad match. Nothing's going to be easy. And but yeah, I think getting rid of him would be a not in Iowa's best interest at all. Um, again, he's he's brought in some real quality recruits, and, again, the players that we have coming through the door, um, you know, we, we've got potential here, and it's a good basketball school. We just, uh, again, to your point, everybody kind of looks at March, which is really unfair because we've had some good years here and, and getting to the tournament. It used to be we just wanted to get in. Now I think Iowa fans are hungry enough again. We're we're getting there consistent. We want to we want to get down to, you know, play another weekend.
3: Well, Franz basically got the program back to where Dr. Tom. Other had than it, other than first the first games in yeah, the yep. tournament. That's the one thing.
4: So, nine zero oh was Dr. Tom Franz. Some
6: what? people want more, and they do. Oh well, yeah, we, no, I they mean, do. I think you look at what the women are doing. You look at. You know, football's had a, a really good run here for a while. And you look at, you know, baseball. I mean, we're, we're kind of spoiled wrestling. I mean, everybody's going to put in their input, um, and social media doesn't make it any better. But, yeah, we've, Fran has done a great job of, of you know, putting us in a position I, to to really make a run. And a lot of it doesn't always come down to coaching either. I mean, some of these guys have got to make some shots and make well, yeah, you know, sure things that are out of their control. Yes. Um, and, again, you get to March, it's it's anybody's game. And I think when you're a higher seed and, you know, some of these teams that are coming in, um, you look at, like, an FAU or even uh, Farley Dickinson, mm-hmm. they're not supposed to win those games. They're going out and they're playing loose. They're having fun. They're yep. they're playing an exciting brand of basketball. If, if they win, great. If not, they weren't supposed to win anyway. And I think, again, we talked about this before. It's what makes this tournament so special. It's not a best-of-five series. It's you're not right. a best-of-three or seven your best team's not always going to advance.
4: So, Adam, if, Fair, if this Fairleigh Dickinson team was in the Big Ten this year, did the twenty-game grind? What do you, what would you project? What would you think its record would be if you had
6: to guess? Well, I definitely say they'd be in the bottom. Okay, I mean that... it's just you know, Izzo kind of made a point too. I, I still, and I'm a Big Ten homer. You know, having played in it and I mean, watched Waller. it my whole life. I, I still think the Big Ten is is tested of a conference as you're going to get i mean you look at the crowds when you go play on the road look at the numbers look at the the stadiums and the arenas you're playing in. look at the coaching staff that are you know built into the big 10 i i just think we're uh it's a tough conference it is and we beat up on each other all year yep but i also thought the big 12 was probably suited for a huge run this year with all the talent that the big 12 had you, you kind of look at it and that really hasn't Panned out. That's true. Um, well, they my have K. State the first week. <laughs> yeah, just Case.
7: Case
4: State. Well, well, in response to that, how much of that? Because to me, if I was going to say one of the Big Ten's biggest weaknesses, if you look across the board and most, sometimes there's a lack of really athletic quick guards who play in space and could create their own stuff. If I had to pick something that's lacking usually in the big 10, I mean, would you agree with that Adam or I reading, am I reading it wrong? Cause it seems like that's, what's winning NCAA tournament games is just those types of players. Cause if you look at, yeah. I mean, I watch, no, go ahead.
6: No, I agree. I think it, you, you have a exciting guard that can, that can make things happen. I think that's a huge asset going into the tournament. If you've got one of those guys and, and can score and somebody gets hot that's a tough team to beat I also think too you, you kind of got to look at the I always kind of go back and look at like a Wisconsin type team even years when they weren't great and even years where we didn't expect much out of Wisconsin they end up making a run to an elite eight or sweet 16 or end up winning the big 10 I still think defense is a big part of True. you've got to sure. have a staple of you know if you're not shooting well or you got a bad night you've got to rely on a a strong solid defense it's not going to give up a bunch of points and and guys that are going to scrap and rebound so again that's maybe a little bit of how i was you know iowa state and iowa the whole discussion was you got to defend and rebound and that comes first and then the the scoring will come next and again i think the the more you can um kind of buy into that i think you're going to have a little bit more uh, consistency as far as winning goes and especially when you get in the tournament.
4: Well, speaking of Iowa State, since Adam did play one year there, we like yes. to always. This is the Cyclone part of our show now. Well, I mean, what did they score? <laughs> what did they score? Forty-one points. Forty-one in? points. I mean, Adam, I tried to watch it. It was brutal. I mean, I. I mean, did yeah. you watch any of it?
6: I did. It's tough. I mean, again, those guys were grinding. They could not make a thing. And no. when we start off twenty-two to two, I think was the start of that game. Yeah. I that was like a the Iowa game yeah it was. it was I mean it, it it is so hard to claw back from that and they did I mean to kind of wrap up and be where they were at the end of the first half be like all right well you get that out of your system now now you the game kind of restarts second half and it just the same thing happened second half and you go through those scoring droughts and you can't put it in it is affecting the offense a little bit when you just can't put the ball in the hole and again I, I think they they were coming in hot. They were one of those teams I think were favored to make a. It looked like on paper, their defense the maybe yeah. make a, a run into the the second weekend, but it didn't work.
4: Both those rosters, Iowa and Iowa State rosters, are going to look a lot different when they meet
6: well,
3: next year. Can you imagine how good the team would be with Iowa's offense and Iowa State's defense? <laughs> but wouldn't you have to switch some players in and out? I, however you do it, I don't care. Yeah, that no, be great? it is
4: it is a, that is interesting when you. So Adam, let's switch. Um, God, look at the time. Let's. Um, Let's um, shift over to the women. Um, big game coming up in just a minute. Ma- what time is it again? 6.30. 6.30. In a matter of hours, Colorado, I watched a little bit of them. They're not great shooters. We were talking earlier. They're probably more athletic than they are skilled, whereas I was just the opposite. Just your thoughts on the women's matchup. It looks like this is a very po- positive situation for the women. Never assume anything, but they can win this game.
6: No, they can And I think on paper we can make a – You never want to look too far ahead, but I think that's what everybody's excited about is things are shaping up um, to make a run here, you know, Final Four-type run. And then from there, it's anybody's game. But, yeah, I I think we're a tough matchup. I mean, what Monica can do down low, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, I think it's going to be huge to have Stokey back. Um, I was at the game on Sunday. It's about as exciting. I mean, I, I look back. That's about as exciting as I've been in Carver and the loud and, and how the, the crowd responded. That, that was fun. No, it, was it was an awesome game. I'm so glad I was able to be there for that. And some of my kids were there too. It was uh, pretty special. Um, I, again, I think back to like wrestling when we played uh, Russell Penn State a, a couple of years ago. That kind of electricity in there. Hopefully, again, these these ladies are playing well, and we get everybody healthy again. Mm-hmm. We're going to be a tough matchup. It, it, it kind of you could tell. I wanted us to push it a little bit more on Sunday, but when you you didn't, you weren't full, right, with uh, we got into a little foul trouble We're trying to give people breaks, you know, um, having Hannah back in the lineup and Molly um, healthy will be will be big. And I think we're just, it's so hard to guard us, especially with the, the kind of passing that, you know, the attention that, you know, one player can bring, Mm -hmm. but she just makes everybody better. And the way she can score and penetrate and, again, just what Monica can do down low, it's almost surprising when she does miss a shot around the rim. Um, Mm -hmm. We're dangerous, and I don't care who we play. Somebody's got to put their A game together to, uh, to beat us.
4: So you pick an Iowa over South Carolina if it happens?
6: You just never know. I mean, you look at that game when we played at the Big Ten tournament where we just got blazing hot. And played almost perfect basketball. Yeah, oh yeah, that's a that yeah. game. I mean, you look at that. What we can do, you just never know. No, you're you right. Get on a run, and uh, you know somebody um, starts knocking down threes and shots, and you know we, uh, I think we're scary, especially when we're playing at our top uh, top game. I, I wouldn't want to count us out.
4: Oh, without question. Now, before we wrap, I got to ask, what do you think of the Georgia former Hawkeye Katie Abrams hen? Abrahamson it What an annoying name to say. what did you think of her comments afterwards? I was there, man. It was I she was trying he, to get, get under, under our skin. I kind of,
6: yeah, posted some stuff. Well, I think all these ladies uh, are trying to get under everybody's skin, right? The first game, we had a team coming in saying, "Well, they haven't seen a team that plays like us, you know, as far <laughs> yeah, as <they> <laughs> and aggressiveness." <laughs> I mean, uh, even Colorado said some stuff, right? We're watching film, we're exploiting things, we see things that maybe you know we, we can shut them down. I I never want to put up bulletin board type stuff to especially to opponent, Caitlin. But yeah, yeah, I know. Don't give her any more motivation. Or I mean, again, these girls now are playing with a chip on their shoulder after what happened in that Creighton game. I I just think we're uh, that's a good point. You know, they, they're they're playing with confidence. But yeah, to her point, I know she's defending her player. Um, but
4: why at the expense of the Caitlin other?
6: Caitlin did whatever it took to win that game. She was yep. not trying to take over from a scoring standpoint. I mean, she had some incredible passes and and really just controlled the game. And, again, going back to the – not to jump back to the men, but when you've got a guard that can control things and just they don't get sped up and yep. they're not going to get out of control, um, that's a difference maker. And we take for granted that she just she can make something happen out of nothing.
4: And I think she was just trying to get under this. She was pissed they lost. It's her alma mater where she grew up, and she's tired of all the Caitlin Clark. And for some reason she- – and the way the game ended, I think maybe but there's Karen. no
3: excuse to, for that kind of no, the p- way,
4: push, the way they played at the end, those, la- and then her carry over to the, pr- I just thought we a little too extreme, but she was just ready to battle at them. I mean, she was, I mean, she was l- glaring out in the crowd. Like, yeah, I'll keep, I'm taking, this is the attitude <laughs> narrative I'm pushing. If you got something to say about it, say it. That was kind of her and it was enjoyable. I'll tell you what, it helped traffic. I mean, it led to, I mean, well, they, from a, and, and
6: you got to give Georgia credit though. They, they, they made shots. When oh, they, they played to. great. You know, we got the crowd was going at it. They played really well. It definitely was not our, our best game. We did what it took to win. Exactly. It's kind of a shortened lineup, but you know, I get trying to defend your players and I'm sure I, I didn't like how the, the way the game ended, mm-hmm. um, obviously there was some chipping and, you know, some questionable fouls there at the end, but yeah, she's the, going to defend her players, and uh, I just think anytime you're talking about best player on the floor, there's no question when you look at the stat sheet, yeah. it's not even, it's not even close.
4: And the push at the end was bad. That was the that, worst. That was but, terrible. The words between players that happens, and the, but that push was so deliberate. And someone said she turned and winked. She I, did. She did. I yes. mean, that, so yeah, that's just not a good look. But you know, it's over with, and it was easy for abrahamson henderson god that's annoying um to talk because the game was over they didn't have to face him again so but well listen tom you got anything else i mean this oh we could
3: talk for we hours. could this has been
4: fun adam and i'll tell you what maybe we'll do if the if the women get to the final four maybe we'll, we'll come on and do another one of these before we do a complete wrap on the season
6: yeah absolutely okay and maybe to uh be willing to see happens in this portal uh, oh yeah RCC. true you That's for sure yeah a totally there's a lot of development in a, was... in a month or two from
4: now all right i'll be in touch with you yeah i mean we'll do a we'll do kind of a update because this portal's changing everything so yeah so luckily this is not our cool. last show but great stuff as great. usual adam have a good weekend and thanks we appreciate it
3: hey you two
6: guys go hawks we'll see you later go hawks
3: and let's go take a break We'll Those, be right back. The first two breaks. 1-800-800-ROSE 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country. 1-800-800-ROSE It's so easy. Just remember one number. 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist. one 800
8: One of us is always there.
3: Truck
0: Month at Deary Ford in Iowa City. Bring in your tax refund and save. Buy a new 2022 Ford F-150 with 0% financing and up to $8,000
3: off. We have over 75 top-quality used vehicles. Trucks starting at $59.90
0: and cars from $49.90. Payments from $199 a month with zero down. Truck Month at Deary Ford in Iowa City. Hurry in or shop online at DearyFord.com.
1: Visit sales at soupbles.net or call 337-2246. Car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer. See Premier Automotive in
9: North Liberty. Hawkeye fans, you love watching the black and gold. You know Hawkeye black and gold. As a Hawkeye fan, there are no better colors than the Hawkeye black and gold. Hi, I'm Steve Anderson. When you're buying, selling, or refinancing your property, consider the green and white team, Hawkeye Title & Settlement. Give us a call at 351-8600. Hawkeye Title & Settlement, the team you love the people you trust. Hi, I'm Jim Street, owner of Streets Maintenance. As a licensed, insured, and bonded master plumber, I specialize in all plumbing repairs, including but not limited to water heater and sump pumps to toilet and faucet repairs and replacements. As an Iowa City native, I know how frustrating it can be when any part of your plumbing system breaks down. That's why I only use trusted brands and quality materials. I offer same-day, next-day service coupled with a fair price. I also offer general services to mobile homes. For more information about my business, I'm online at streetsmaintenance.com and Facebook, or give me a call at 400 448
0: 44483. Streets maintenance. Honest plumbing at a fair price. The new KCJJ app is here. Keep up with the latest news, weather, and high school sports. Download pictures, audio, and video. Follow us on social media and chat with us. Listen wherever you go. It's available now in your app store.
2: Morning to you, Mighty 1630 KCJJ and KCJJ app. Okay. With our video audio there's a separate chat room in there there is yes there is yes
3: yeah so it turns out that ann and i have disappointed our neighborhood
2: why you didn't get put on the police report no by not going
3: to seattle i've had two people stop their cars roll down their windows and say god we thought you guys would be in seattle for sure well it just didn't work out you know Oh that's too bad. We were almost positive you were going to be there. You'll go to so Dallas though, so, won't you? Yeah, because we can stay there for free.
4: That could be like a week and a half or in Dallas, couldn't you? Maybe go to it, Mexico. It
3: would probably be more like a 2 days to get down there and then if we lose to South Carolina back up here I'll go in to two Mexico. Days.
4: He's down there partying with the cartel.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
4: or cartels, it's multiple, right? Oh
9: yeah. 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 Hello. Hey, guys, how are you doing this morning? Okay. Okay. It's always great to listen to Adam. He's got a great insight on everything.
4: Yes, he
3: does. Yes, he does.
9: Hey, uh, two thoughts I had this morning, just to follow up to what you're talking about, the very end there with that, Caitlin taking that spill on the floor late in the game. I don't understand why that player wasn't booted. I realize, you know, the game was decided. The game was basically over all that. But I think you got to send a message because that was so close to, breaking a finger, spraining in a wrist, breaking a wrist. You know, Caitlin's career being over for this year, because um, that was a hard spill. And I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you know, they needed to at least make that statement like, hey, you know, we can't have this type of thing happen in any of these games. And furthermore, I think wouldn't she have had to sit out there in the first two games of next season if they would have tossed her?
4: I'm not sure uh, about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't, I, I, I don't know what the rule is there and I do see what you're saying it would have been obviously more symbolic since the game was basically I think that's, I think yes. that's probably but I could I do see what he's saying to send a mm-hmm. message it's just the message I don't think would have had much sting because the game was over and in some ways I think it would have made her sort of a martyr to her fans in a way even though yeah. what she did was wrong I mean it was clearly wrong yeah. and Caitlin does get under people's skin because of the way she plays because of how good she is She does. but you have to if you can't beat her you can't resort to that And I, but I'm with you I mean but I think the, like what Tom said I think there was just no time left, and I don't think they even considered it. No, and right. I do not we're know. So, I don't know the rule though about carryover.
9: We're so lucky, and so was Caitlin, though, that she didn't, like I said, break a finger oh, yeah, or, no. or sprain a yeah. wrist or just something that would have taken her out of the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, because she hit that deck hard, and of course, you put first uh, instinct is to put your hands and arms down to kind of brace yourself mm-hmm. and hit the deck. And
4: she, um, slid aways, and too. she
9: slid away, and then she slid. God, she slid about three, four, five feet after she hit the deck
4: just not a good look by George. It was just no. not a good way the way that game ended. And of course the coach carried it into the yes, press conference and it was just so surreal because she's a former Hawkeye who grew up and she it was just a weird, weird, a weird, weird scene. scene. But again, it was good for business. Isn't that really all that matters, Tom? Sure. Yeah. So, but um,
9: the other thought I had is, and Tom, you can address this. Well, I know Pat, you've been around the state. So I look back and I've been a big Hawkeye fan all my life and, um, uh, I'm thinking of Caitlin Clark now, and she's so exciting, so dynamic. And I go all the way back to Freddie Brown. There hasn't been somebody, in my opinion, since Fred Brown that brought this sort of national attention uh, to University of Iowa basketball. Because Freddie Brown, you know, downtown Freddie Brown, he was such a dynamic player, um, and he he had a, a huge skill set. And to me, she, Caitlin is is kind of like. The way people were talking about Freddie Brown back in the 70s.
4: Well, I'd say. Um, There's even that, more than that, though. Think about
9: that? I know you, Tommy, and yeah. and, um, and Pat both. You, you're, you're familiar with Fred Brown. I know Pat, yeah, sure. you were a little bit younger then. But um, anyway, you guys have a good weekend. Thank you. But
3: no,
4: I... I would say Ronnie Lester. I would say I mean, Fred Brown was, don't get me wrong, great, but he was great on that other team that had John. He John shared Johnson it. Too. And then Fred yeah. Brown Sr., didn't they have a losing record? Or were it,
3: uh, well, they they lost. Of course, they didn't have John Johnson. Well, yeah, they lost they a big have, chunk
4: of that, and they didn't have Ralph Miller. Th- yes, but what I'm saying, and he's right though. Fred Fred Brown was great, but I think Ronnie Lester, when they won the Big Ten title, remember that final four run, was it was magic around here. You remember it, it
3: was. Uh, the the difference here is Caitlin has taken her sport.
4: Yes, it's her sport, look. whereas men's basketball was taking itself. That's, was yes. so many. Now, you could argue Bird and Magic. They claimed they saved the NBA. That's different. They did have a big boost with college basketball. I believe that game's still the most watched, the 78-79. And that was the year Ronnie Lester was leading. Out. There was a lot going on multiple people were doing. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, you're right. She's taking a sport that's still... In a lot of ways, I don't want to say if it's... A, it's a, it,
3: Not infancy, but, but comparatively. I mean,
4: Iowa didn't have women's basketball in the 60s. No. I mean, I mean, I know the 60s are a long time ago, but they're really not that long ago in the big scheme of things. So, yes, in that regard, yeah, Caitlin's doing things. And she's not alone either. I mean, this has been a gradual evolution, too. I mean, Diana Taurasi and... Shamika Holdsclaw. And there's been players that have done this. I mean, you remember Nancy Lieberman when she sure. played. And then, uh-huh. of course, remember the great Lucia Harris when she played at Delta State when they were playing Immaculata. They played. I'm like, I remember watching those games. as it, But no, Caitlin is taking it to another level. And she's playing the game with a style that a lot of women don't play with. And the other thing I know I'm going to come back to the same thing that gets overlooked with Caitlin is. Her size, I think people don't realize she's able to do this. She's doing this because of their winning, and she can make these threes, And she, but the triple doubles are so much of it. But she's built perfectly for this with her size. She's a good six feet. And then one of the, I think it was Holly Rowe did this thing yesterday. She was, Caitlin's hands are bigger than Monica Cesano's hands.
3: Are they really? Yeah, they
4: were doing this thing. They had this little clip. It was really interesting. They put her hands next to Gabby Moore. Just her hands were, and she's just built perfectly to play the game the way mm-hmm. she does. And sometimes you, you win the gene pool. You're lucky. You, I mean, if Caitlin was 5'8", she'd still be a great player, 5'9". She wouldn't be Caitlin Clark. Those extra three, four inches are huge for her. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one thing that gets overlooked more than anything, is she is legitimate six feet tall, maybe even taller, and she's playing point guard. Most of the women in the college game playing the way she does are five eight, five nine, and so that's a big difference. But no, she has taken this sport with her flair. And but if she, if they weren't winning, and let's say they had fin- she's doing all this, and they were a five hundred team and made the. It wouldn't be, you got no. to win. You got to win to take your legend to this, and that's what they're doing. She's doing this with a lot of help from a good supporting cast and a great coaching staff. And I think Caitlin and Lisa were the perfect fit for each other. Lisa knows how to deal with her emotion, and the offense plays the way Caitlin like. They like to run. I mean, I, um, Caitlin would be great in Fran's offense. Lisa and Fran mm-hmm. both like to run and wouldn't, and weak – the weakness weak is, defense. is defense. Yep. But Lisa's been able to figure out a way to take it to a, but had, let's say the women would have lost to Georgia.
3: Which is, could have easily happened with, I, I, with losing and, two players, and there and, would
4: have been people questioning Lisa's ability to win in March, don't you think?
3: Sure, that's two years in a row with the best player in college basketball. That would have been out and there, and they can't even get to the. That would have been out there. That would have been all
4: yep. over the place. So one game can make a huge difference on narrative and perception and what have you. But no, this is fun. I mean, and I and I like this coaching staff. I'm gonna when I get done here, I'm gonna go and write something to say. Uh, I mean, I've had some personal experience and. Susan Harmon wrote a story about um, attendance that ran in late February. I mean, she, well-researched story, had a ton of information, graphic about, and I had had reached out to Jan to tell her about the story, and oddly enough, I never heard from Jan, which is so unusual. But then I figured she's busy, whatever, and I kind of forgot about it. But then an hour and 15 minutes before tip-off of the Georgia game, I get an email from Jan Jensen, oh, Pat, I'm so sorry. And then she explains all the stuff going on. And then she also shared that her father was, and now that's being written about by her father's in hospice, you know, and she and then she thanked Susan, but just completely class act by Jan Jensen. And then remember, this is also the same staff. And I'll mention this when I write this column, I've talked about it before. They sent me a letter when Lakota died. Not my, I mean that wasn't my parent or anything. They sent me a letter when my dog died, a sympathy card Think and it says that's "thinking of you." Pretty amazing. And I was, and that I've is, never really. covered the Iowa women's team as a beat writer. I've never been one of those people that's just planted out there every. Now I have Susan Harmon doing it for me. Now we cover it. Don't get me wrong, but I've never been that person. Even one year, I think I covered it when I was at the press it was because I've always covered the men and football and what have you, and yet they still sent me that card, and it's still proudly displayed on my mantle in my living room because i was blown away by that and a long note they and over my dog over my dog dying and and i it's not like i'm one of these people that just tweets nonstop about his dogs when they were alive but i tweeted that uh, this one was tough man losing my second dog and that was back in 2019 i'll never forget that but see i think it's little things like that as, as a big reason why the staff is so successful at building a successful chemistry because they care about people, and that's, they do it on a daily basis. It's genuine and true.
3: And Kirk Ferentz is brilliant at that, too. And Kirk
4: has sent me, he sent me a card when my, I believe it was when my f- mother or father, no, I've gotten cards from Kirk before in moments of sadness and what have you, but this was my dog. And I just, and it also shows that they care about dogs too. And I don't want to sound corny, but they, I mean, it was, and yeah, when I lost my parents, I got a lot of sympathy cards, but, um, when I got lost my dog, I had, of course people close to me or whatever, but that was the one sympathy card I got. And I was just blown away by it. Mm -hmm. I have to admit when I read it, I, I mean, I, I was, I was balling because I couldn't believe that. And I'm sure Lakota was looking down. He probably dropped the dead rabbit in his mouth and looked down and said thank you. He's up
3: there killing
4: killing these. rabbits and squirrels.
3: First, then the rabbits and squirrels bounce right back to life then, don't they? Well, yeah, I
4: guess up in heaven. There yeah. really is no death in heaven. I don't know what he's doing up there.
2: river takes a part.
4: Remember when I brought that photo in of him with the dead rabbit in front? Him? You seem him. bothered by that photo. Well, Na-
2: seem- nature's I not a, pretty, folks. I've got a dog that gets along with wildlife. And I didn't. And then, nature is. Bleak. And then uh, you guys call him up call well, her a well, pussy. I shoot her, hasn't I? I, has it, I, oh, I yes.
4: oh, oh yeah, your dog is a puss, But there's she, 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 nothing wrong with not,
3: that. Yes. Not
2: Lily necessarily, but Barry was. Yeah. Barry was a uh, complete. It sounds easy. like
4: there's a narrative was in your
3: house. Was the
2: sweetest what, dog that. that what would he have?
4: What guy. would Barry have done to a bunny? Huh?
2: He uh, just leave it alone. Now would have cleaned its fur,
3: <laughs> gotten
2: together. Rudy Barry. A, Barry sounds creepy. Rudy <laughs> it. Rudy would go. Up. So you're
4: saying my dog is more abnormal than your dog, <laughs> or is this just the beautiful? I don't
2: know. Rudy would swallow him. I told you that. The... Rudy would swallow a bunny. Yeah, and then he'd come oh, in. like a. Well, the bunnies that Lakota was killing, no dog would. They're big. Jan was just appalled, you know. But uh, one day, uh, Rudy comes the... in and burps. And uh, yeah, yes. and the fur just fly. and Jan, I never saw Jan. But laugh those so must hard. have been baby bunnies. Yeah.
4: Okay, yeah, no, Lakota's not, well, he probably did maybe kill some, Probably, I never saw him, Um, but now Buddy did one time attack a Buddy's nest when Buddy was young and spry, and sort of mean, and I remember all the milk popping up when he bit into him because they had just nursed, and that was unpleasant, (laughs) that was unpleasant, (laughs) I'll admit, that was not a good one, but Buddy, that was the only time I ever saw Buddy be aggressive, Buddy was sort of a wuss, but he was more disinterested in things. He didn't like your dog wants to like lick the animals and be their friend, but he just wanted to be left alone. Whereas Lakota wanted to kill him, and that's. And I'll tell you, there were times where I I I didn't like taking the you know there's Hardy taking another dead. I used to they'd see me because across my, from my street the neighbors on the other side there's a creek, and that's where you take death, and you that's where you bury death. Yeah, it's like and,
2: it's like Yellowstone has like a gorge that they. That they shove, for the, well, the movie Bodies The River's that...
4: Edge. Have you seen The River's Edge? Yeah. That movie? Yeah, it's sort of like that. that yeah. But there were times where I had this special shovel that I would take possums, squirrels, and bunnies to their, to their burial ground after they'd been killed in the backyard. So, all right. But no, I just thought that was when I got that letter, and I still look at that thing, and I'm going to write something today because I do think even when the women haven't been great, because there was a stretch there where they were not. Before the Megan and the, they were always pretty solid, but they had some NIT years. They had some lean years, but compared to now, but they always seem to have great chemistry and they always seem to love their coaches and they always seem really happy around each other. And I think a lot of that, and I've witnessed that and just they're, they're good people people people
3: this team is extraordinarily tight and i think
4: i think most of her teams have i
3: think it. probably the main reason is you've got the teams been together for three years i mean the same starters yeah
4: and but i think most of her teams are tight. Uh-huh, they most are
3: most of
2: her teams were like that they always Cam have Rose. chemistry
4: and i think it starts with the way the coaches deal with people just on a daily basis you when you know you're cared for i think that makes you want to work hard and the- and of course it ha- helps to have skill and they they recruit good skill players and what have you. But, yeah, I am I look at this field now, and we're ready to – I mean, if they get – I mean, we're – I mean, we're, I'm going to – I'm actually thinking about maybe going with Susan to Dallas if they – because I could always just freeload and pose on my nephew. He lives in a really nice house down in Dallas. I'll, I'll go down there and plop down for three or four days, however long it takes, you know. And – um, but Susan's definitely going to go if they make the final four to Dallas. And, I mean, this team is really – it's – It'll be interesting when this, if this team, let's say they get to the championship and lose to South Carolina by three points, where do you think this team, of course, if it wins, it's going to be maybe the, I mean, where do you think this team will end up in the hierarchy of all Iowa teams and all sports men and women, but I had somebody. It depends what they do. Well, I saw somebody said that if they win the national title, it'll be by far the most popular Iowa team of all time in any sport. I don't know. Are you ready to go that uh, far? That
3: would be real close.
1: It would be
4: close. I think it would be. And um, I would have to think of teams like the Ironman. I mean, the 1939 team, what it meant to the people back then and what it means in history. It's Mm -hmm. hard to make that comparison.
3: It is, and it's, I mean, you're comparing eras and different sports and stuff it's almost impossible it really is like but, but
4: yeah howard jones's two teams that went back to back were they black linemen leading the way who didn't wear a helmet who went literally a hundred years I, ago i mean yeah i mean it's just how do you compare those things <laughs> it's, but it's but i think this team already has etched itself as one of the i mean i think if, if they need to win at least one more game i mean because if i think it's to the point where well if I mean, they lose to now oh, they only got to the sweets, they only made it to the Sweet Sixteen. That's right. It's a little harder to say, well, they only made it to the Elite Eight. You know what I mean? But there will be disappointment if they, I mean, if they get to the Final Four of course you want to win it all. But to me, this team will have etched its place as maybe the greatest Iowa team ever.
3: If they get to the Final Four. Because that's
4: all the further Vivian mm-hmm. took them, which was great. But they lost. Well, they made it to the championship game, didn't they, with Vivian? Or was that the semifinals final? No, they, they got lost. beat
3: by Ohio Ohio State, State in the semis? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Katie but Smith. If,
4: but if this team gets to the Final Four, I think you could argue that this is the greatest Iowa team ever. And it's, of, of course, going up against that team. Vivian had some great teams. She had she some did. great teams that she didn't did. make it. To the final four, all right. Well, here, um, you guys are not going to get um, today's a- ask Andy trivia question. Okay. Uh, this one is, well, maybe you will, maybe you. Okay. Andy's trivia question for this week is: Due to budget cuts, Iowa State ended its baseball program after the 2001 season. That's a whole nother story. That okay. I. Okay. Prior to this, the Hawkeyes and Cyclones faced off in 123 games. Which program holds the advantage in the all-time series? There, you've got a 50-50 chance, Tom. You can you can go back and forth. I'm going to
3: say. Iowa State and a surprise
2: answer. Captain? Iowa State.
4: You guys are both haters. Iowa leads the all time series 63 59 to 1. Wow. Cyclone. You guys are. Color me surprised. You guys are closet Cyclone fans, aren't you?
3: Sure.
2: That's why I turned down their money. <laughs> I sob
3: myself to sleep every night worrying about their dead baseball program. <laughs> you know, you know, it is I, ridiculous. They don't have a baseball ridiculous. program though. It's, Let's rip them.
2: I thought we were going to have an argument that time Iowa State came to us because I just you know I just couldn't see us carrying it. And well, who would listen? I couldn't us see us selling it. Well,
4: and, and also not a matter of who would listen. Wouldn't some people resent it? And today's I'm cutting hey, you off. They
2: resented Notre Dame. And every Notre Dame game was opposite an Iowa game, uh-huh. and I tell people, well, who, who, nobody's listening. I could uh, just run a test pattern on this
4: thing. Okay, here's another one. This All is right. another
2: another one. Oh, for
4: um, one question. Dick Schultz, who helmed the Iowa pretty good writing, who yeah. helmed the Iowa men's basketball program from 1970 to 74, also served as head coach of the Hawkeye baseball team. Iowa basketball had a 41-and-55 mark under Dick Schultz. Did Schultz earn a winning record as Iowa's head baseball coach? He did. Woo! no hesitation. You, you, no hesitation. You're, you're ready, Captain? He did. Okay, you're feeding off his confidence, aren't yes. you? Okay, you're right. Iowa baseball went 129-106 and 106 during Schultz's tenure. Yeah, he was How gonna, did you know that so?
3: Because he was a better baseball coach than he was a basketball Okay, coach. okay, and you were obviously. Then I remember.
4: And you were like in your early 20s then? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, he was not a good bastard. I mean, that uh, program. Uh, late teens early. Can weekend. you believe how quickly the program unraveled under him? Well, and. Did Why they did they let him do both?
3: Probably save money. What would your
4: dad say about that decision? Did he like it? Uh-uh. Um, was, that wasn't, was that it? That wasn't Evie doing that. That was Bump, wasn't it? 19,
3: uh, that would have Yeah,
4: that would have been Bump. Yeah, because Evie yeah. was done in 70. Yeah. Evie was. um hmm so, yeah, that was weird. I know that was a long time ago, but to have one person coaching two sports and where the seasons shift in from one you know, they overlap. Uh, the seasons do. overlap. Yeah. I don't know how, I mean. How so,
3: they did it physically. Well, did they start the baseball I don't remember. Season? You're right. Is they may, really?
4: You're right. They may not have overlapped as much as we think. Like it does now. Oh, they do but, now. But, yeah. but they still were back-to-back seasons. Um, yes. One was a winter sport. The other was a spring sport. Yeah. And was money that tight back then to where they had to do stuff? Or was that just Iowa being goofy?
3: Mm. Well, they certainly nowhere near the pile of
4: cash. Oh, I understand had. that. I, mean, I understand. Yeah, I mean, votes. Hayden's first year, he made like $42,000. I think it was 44000 back in 79. And so this was a – but so but so money was pretty tight.
3: Yeah, it was.
4: Okay, because I, I don't think many schools have done that, where they had a coach coaching two Division one, two Division one programs at the same time. But yeah, the basketball. I mean, so when they hired Schultz, do you remember? Was your dad happy about that hire? Did he think that was the right decision?
3: Uh, you mean, to replace Ralph. Yes. Um, Wasn't Dick his assistant? Yes. Yes. So it wh- was the easiest, the easy decision. I'm trying to think back. And was it
4: one of these, the Iowa way of wanting to reward, loyalty, somebody who's already there, we're better with what we got on the end?
3: I think there was a lot of that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if I recall, I think uh, Ralph. Pushed it. Yes.
4: Okay.
2: On his way out the door. Did Schultz ever say he knows nothing?
3: (laughs) He didn't.
4: No, but he talked like the parents (laughs) in the peanuts, so you never know, you can never understand. (laughs) Did it, Charles Schultz? Is that what we're doing here? No,
2: I was doing... I I know, I know. Sergeant Schultz.
4: Sergeant Schultz, but I'm doing Charles Schultz from the Peanuts. I'm feeding off... I'm building off what you did.
3: So that
2: was pretty good, guys. You get it? (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. Okay. I don't necessarily... Agree with it? I don't agree with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you I
4: mean I saw that you went with oh he's doing a kind of a thing a play on the Schultz word so I did the same thing. Cuz remember how the parents in the peanuts talked? Yes. Why couldn't we ever understand it? What was the reason behind that? Did he ever say? I mean
3: why he didn't have them cuz he wanted it all kids. All kids yeah, and it was strictly it was, just this was a
4: kid's yeah, it was world, their world. And what the parents said really didn't matter.
2: No, it still doesn't. Okay. When you when you tell the kids in Utah, "Hey, you got to get your dad's or mom's permission to get on social media.
4: Is that what they just passed legislation? Yeah. How, do you... how old? What is it? 18. But you can go to war at 18. Yes. I don't. Well,
2: how can you even police that? <laughs> you know, you got a phone. Um, they got a phone. Is it, can you restrict
3: access to your Wi Fi in some way? I mean, so you only allow x amount of devices onto your wi-fi at any given time or
2: you mean like our internet where if you have more than one device on it
4: it is weird though how we can justify saying that somebody can go fight for their country at 18 but they can't get on the internet till 18 they can't drink till 21 i mean there it's, it's just it's, such so many bizarre it's, rules
2: it's yeah and i don't know how you would even police that that's just
4: I didn't realize did it pass just yesterday. There's so many yes. weird, yeah. so much weird legislation being passed now. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's hard to keep up with some of the stuff that's being passed now.
3: It is weird. It's it's bizarre.
2: I just yeah. don't
4: remember a time when we've been so involved uh, in people's personal lives.
2: A Principal of a charter school in uh, Florida got fired because an uh, art appreciation class showed a picture of Michelangelo's. David. Oh,
4: because yeah. it was on uh, naked?
2: Yeah, and they fired her because it goes against Florida law. Yeah, I just... That's I, ridiculous. Yeah, just yeah. bizarre. Yeah, it's only been around. How long's that been around? Statue Centuries. of David? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Remember
4: what <laughs> Beavis and Butt had said about it? <laughs> I mean can I mean
2: I just it's I don't. What did they say? Just, and that's what every kid, kids won't say. They don't Hey, care. look at that. They They'll say, I, hey, Beavis and Butthead.
4: They don't I mean, I just don't get why we have to be I don't know. It's it, thinking it, for people. It's just bizarre. It's just ridiculous. Why Thank do we God we, we have March Madness. Why do we it helps us get away from the real madness, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> you wanna take another break? break? Take another break. Well that's okay. right. We
4: this is a two break show
2: now, it's right? It's a two break show. show. We'll be back.
0: March doesn't have a lock on all the madness. We've got some, too. And we're giving away Mini Coopers at each Wild Rose location in Clinton, Emmitsburg, and Jefferson. It's Mini Madness, now through March 31st. Earn points for entries when you play with your club wild card at Wild Rose Casino and Hotel, and you could score your own Mini Cooper. See Club Wild for details. Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Clinton. You'd rather be here. Must be 21 or older.
1: If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. When you go to a family restaurant, you want three things. One, a wide selection of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items. Two, you want those selections to be affordable and delicious. And three, you want to be treated like family. You get all three at the Midtown Family Restaurant. Breakfast items available anytime the doors are open. Legendary tenderloins, onion rings, and hot roast beef sandwiches. And special ribeye and shrimp nights. Daily Special. At each location, and no matter if you're coming in solo or with a group of 20, you get the same special family treatment. The Midtown Family Restaurants at Court and Scott Streets and at the Walmart Plaza on Highway 1 West. Follow them on Facebook or at MidtownFamily.com. The family's waiting for you.
2: Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry, as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319. 319- 390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit diamonddentalpc.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care For your entire family.
1: Old man winter's on the way out, and with the warmer weather comes hot deals right now at Kettleson RV in Hiawatha. There's no better time to prepare for
2: adventure than right now at Kettleson RV during the spring bunkhouse bonanza. Find the perfect RV for your family with room for the whole crew and at a great price too. Save thousands on select bunkhouse RVs, new and used, but hurry in because just like winter, these savings won't last long. The spring bunkhouse bonanza on now at Kettleson RV. Always online at kettlesonrv.com.
0: Plum Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful. Plumbing fixtures, a
9: great variety, transform your home with Plum Supply. Our kitchen
5: designs are amazing, our service is priceless. Plum
0: Supply, touch and see. Plum Supply, kitchens and baths, your home never looks so beautiful downtown iowa city's best new restaurant and bar is players sports bar and grill from big burger mondays tex-mex tacos and a variety of soups salads and vegetarian options as well players sports bar and grill also features their famous chicago dog and the iowa dog an all beef bacon wrapped hot dog smothered in corn relish bacon and ranch located at 219 iowa avenue Players' Sports Bar & Grill has both socially distanced dine-in and carry-out through Chomp Delivery. Daily deals and full menu options are on the website, playersic.com, or place an order at 319-800-2199. That's 319-800-2199. Players' Sports Bar & Grill, great food, craft cocktails, and the ultimate place to watch your favorite sporting events. Summer
1: memories are the best. Make this summer special with a new job at Coralville Parks and Recreation. It all starts with a team of great people. Make money and memories working in aquatics, day camps, youth activities, parks, or golf. The city of Coralville believes in building teams of passionate people who want to share their talents with the community. Spread the word and learn more at coralville.org slash parksandrecjobs. That's coralville.org slash parksandrecjobs.
0: Bump's Restaurant, located at Finkbine Golf Course off Melrose Avenue in Iowa City, is your pregame and postgame destination for all Iowa sporting events. Bumps Restaurant is a unique experience that features perfectly cooked, juicy half-pound certified Angus burgers, hickory-smoked barbecue meats, a variety of fresh salads, and creative appetizers. Food is more than just food. It's a celebration, like a Hawkeye victory. Present your University of Iowa sporting event ticket from that day's event and receive 5% off. Bumps Restaurant offers delivery through DoorDash. Live music Fridays from 6 to 8 p.m. and 35 unique craft beers. Lunch and dinner is served from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and Sunday brunch from 10 to 2. Full menu options, reservations, and private event information are online at finkbine.com. Make it Bumps Restaurant, Barbecue. Burgers and beer. We bleed black and gold. We're Hawkeyes, the mighty 1630 K.C.J.J. Head
3: coaching. We're,
4: we're back. back. Got us. We stand corrected. Mike Gayton's our show researcher. He yeah. does all of our statistical analysis. He points out that Evischeski was the one who actually hired Dick Schultz, and that Bump had nothing to do with that. Now we're trying to figure out if there was any overlap at all. Okay, I... so
3: here, here's Iowa. This is from uh, the Iowa records, okay? Dick Schultz, 1963 to 1970, and Dwayne Banks, 1970 to 1997. How are How they is both, that possible? How are they
4: both the head coach during the 1970 D-
3: Something's season? not right here.
4: Because Schultz would have to be 63 to 69 because baseball's in the spring. They both weren't the head coach. Um, you do say Dwayne listen sometimes? Yeah, we obviously yeah. know. We obviously know Dick yeah. Schultz is not listening. Rest no. in peace. But, but yeah, no, you're right. So you, I mean, everything I've said, Red says sixty three to seventy, and then Bank seventy to ninety seven. Well, I- the
3: only way that's possible is if uh, Dick Schultz resigned uh, in the middle of the baseball season. And Dwayne Banks took over. And maybe that happened. I don't. Then know. Maybe they did. maybe it did. Maybe that
4: did happen. So there was no over, no multiple year overlap, which I thought was the case. there, but it looks like there was maybe one year that we can't figure out. So um, they didn't. So, they didn't. So no, Dick Schultz was not the baseball coach for multiple years and the basketball coach at the same time. We just can't figure out the '70 season. It's so just been,
2: we know nothing.
4: We we really don't. <laughs> Do the parent (laughs) sounds. It is weird, though. I don't, I mean, because everything I have read from Wikipedia to anything says 60, Iowa's thing says 63 to
2: 70.
3: All right. So let's go to HawkeyeSports.com. I'll check
4: check my text message to see if anyone else is. But yeah, I mean, Schultz was the assistant coach underneath Ralph, and then he was elevated. Um, let's see if Evie here's what Mike said Evie hired Schultz in March of 1970 and Bump came in in August of 70 and fired him in March of 74 and hired coach Olsen Bump did not hire Schultz
2: so. hey, okay our uh, friend in the Outer Banks uh, uh, says was their fan was their fall baseball
4: Maybe there was, but I don't. I don't think they've ever used fall baseball as a starting point for a. Or maybe I'm. I always thought it was the the true regular season is when. A, but yeah, maybe that was the case. I don't remember if there was. Fall. Well, that's possible. I was six. I was five when this was going on.
2: I was on the. You air. were already
4: talking retirement, weren't you? <laughs> you sick. were tired, beaten down. <laughs> beaten down. Beaten down. <laughs>
2: Okay, I want both you guys to keep <laughs> researching
4: this, and then I'm gonna, um, I'll just um, talk about random things.
2: <laughs>
3: we haven't talked about
4: music today. We haven't. No. What's going on in the world of music?
2: Queen going it on. It ain't a,
4: Queen. Yeah, it's, it's Queen with a guy who sounds sort of. It ain't Queen though. Don't you can't say Queen.
2: That. They're calling it. Queen. I
4: know they are. And it's you Brian know. May. Yeah, yeah,
2: Saying it's Queen. Yeah. He's got to arrange. This a, is cool. He's got to arrange the tour dates. Between the time they're f- they're shooting off rockets,
4: <laughs> who's shooting off rockets?
2: Uh, SpaceX and uh, NASA. Oh,
4: yeah. Oh, I see. Because of his other, yeah. Because of his other hobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard they sound good, but I mean, t- taking Freddie Mercury away from Queen is kind of like.
2: Well, they, they didn't is, take him away. Is,
4: kind of like well uh, yeah god needed a really flamboyant lead singer
2: it's always god that needs something. well that
4: i assume that's where he went i don't (laughs) think he went to hell do you no
2: i'm not saying that it's always like god he needs
4: god needs a lot it sounds like (laughs) you
2: know what if people are god needed a lead guitarist well then god's got a hundred thousand of them now well God needed a disc jockey. Why in the hell would God need a disc
4: jockey? And you know Eric Clapton's going to live till about 110, you know why? I guess God don't want him.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> no, there's plenty. I mean, you you've got I mean just Terry Kath and Jimi Hendrix are up there with God right now. You think
2: George Harrison? George
4: Harrison? I mean, there's a big party Les going Paul. on out there. Tommy Bolin. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Think about everything that's going on up yeah,
2: there. Uh, Madge from the from you the it it, soak her Hands in the. You remember uh, those commercials? Dishwashing. She Ma- a lead guitarist? God needs someone to soak their hands in dishwater. <laughs> My <laughs>
4: God, I forgot about that commercial. <laughs> that was big. And then, of course, you had the Where's the Beef lady. She's up there yeah. with yeah,
3: Clara Peller.
4: Yep. And then I assume Mikey, the Life cereal who likes, he's probably still alive. Probably still he's alive. He's alive. He's still alive. But he does he still like any. Does he, he'll eat anything? He's like Yule Gibbons. Mikey
3: became head baseball coach at Iowa in 1970.
2: Freaking Yule Gibbons. Didn't he used to eat bark? He, yeah, he ate all that crap, and he died when he was 64. Probably of colon cancer, wouldn't right? he? <laughs> he did. Was he, it colon he cancer? He was supposed to be so uh, healthy and he died at 64. Well, think
4: of some of the stuff. He's eating pieces of bark and beetles yeah. and dirt. Yule I mean, Gibbons. Yeah. yeah. I remember all those commercials. What was he promoting back then to where he was on national TV? Oh, uh, God. There wasn't a company selling like edibles made out of bark.
8: <laughs> Hello. I, is this Casey JK? He Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to give a little clarity Thank around um, Dick Schultz. Okay,
4: okay, yes, please do. It'd be
8: great. Um, Dick was the, uh, of course, the assistant for Ralph Miller mm-hmm. yes. in the 70s, 69 70. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, in, uh, when Ralph re- resigned, after the sixty-nine seventy season,
7: mm-hmm.
8: that's when Dick then was promoted to uh, head basketball coach, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Banks was brought in then as the head
9: baseball coach.
4: So the stuff that says 63-70 to as the baseball coach is inaccurate then? It has yes, to be.
9: It has to be you know, to 69. It's
8: technically correct because he was still baseball coach until he was appointed the head basketball coach but he didn't
4: coach at so, all during the 70 baseball season which would have happened in early in
3: but the, in the okay. first three months of 1970 he was still the baseball coach okay. even though the baseball wasn't in season right
8: that's right okay. yes okay uh, okay yeah. that that explains and, it. And dick was a minor league baseball player and a uh, longtime iowa baseball coach Otto Vogel
7: mm-hmm.
8: brought him as an assistant. Okay. And then he uh, he also then oh, was an assistant uh, with Sharm Sherman, I think. was 63, I think it says he was yeah. the first year. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, um, during the era with Ralph, I think it was thought that Dick was the, his head assistant coach, but Lanny Van Eeman was kind of the head recruiter okay. and, yeah. and um, very active. And then at that... Lanny then was appointed head coach at arkansas after that sixty nine 70 season
4: okay yeah remember we had so Lanny on a did. while we back. did we had him on during the all that covid stuff yeah when, when we were okay, okay well thank for, you for thank yeah, you ahead. for explaining that yeah that, that makes sense so it is sort of misleading though if you read it, that it is. it is kind of but no you explained yeah, it perfectly yeah, thank it's you
8: it's just a matter of the season and of course then dwayne banks went on and took the baseball season team and in just a couple of years, nineteen seventy
4: two. Yeah, nineteen seventy two. Yeah, I believe Fred Mims, f- Fred Mims was the starting with that. Fred Mims was maybe the starting center fielder on that team. Yeah. Fred
8: was great. Yeah. Oh, baseball I was, player. Fred,
4: I was told, was a very good baseball player. Yep. So all right, thank you, sir. Appreciate it.
8: Yeah, one one other thing uh-huh. in terms of Dick Schultz, he had some unfortunate things happen to him as a head coach, too. Um, of course he had he brought in Jim Speed. Um, yeah, a physical player. That was sad. And the unfortunate story about Jim, everybody knows that. And then he brought and there was another player that came in from, um, I think it was Ohio, Harold Sullinger. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he was just a tremendous player.
4: I remember that. Yep. Uh,
8: but he did not, he made, he played as a freshman when freshmen were ineligible. Were ineligible, then, right? And he became ineligible, never played. But um, he brought in Glenn Worley Sr.
7: From New York. Um,
8: and then Larry Parker, mm-hmm. who's Candace Parker's father. Father, yep. Who was a really good player out of Chicago. And uh, then Ricky Williams came in from Cedar Rapids, Washington, who came out of the junior colleges. But he hit some injuries in there, too, with some players. And then also, the Big Ten changed. Because in 1970, Bobby Knight came into the Big Ten and Johnny Orr, and it really f- changed the face of the Big 10 mm-hmm. No. And uh, Iowa really didn't re- quite adapt to that. Uh, the recruiting really improved in the Big Ten. And of course, Bobby Knight brought a real emphasis on defense, yeah, which uh, Iowa really wasn't known for in those days. They, or they these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, Well, but thank I you scared. for that. I hope that made it clear. Yeah, yeah, no, no,
3: it really thank did. You. Thank, thank you. you.
4: Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. No, that was good stuff. It makes sense.
2: It does now makes sense.
4: What do you think, Captain? You knew all that anyway, didn't you?
2: What happened? No, I, I'm not. I don't know about the. Speed. When
4: was Connie Hawkins?
2: The speed. When?
4: Yeah, was that 50s or 60s? 60s. So was that Dick 50s. Schultz too?
2: What?
4: When was he here? No, that it would year? have been early charm. S- charm. That would have been charm. I, I okay. think so. early 60s, wasn't it? Do you remember anything about Connie Hawkins? Do you remember your dad saying anything about him?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I do. Because yeah, I, I mean, remember I, watching the, him? You know, in the practices because uh-huh. he never,
4: obviously, never played in a game. Uh-huh. But he was here for at least a semester, wasn't he?
3: Um, I'm not sure how long he was here, yeah. But he was Dr. J so.
4: before Dr. J. Hello. Manny Hawkins.
10: Hey, guys. Mike A. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. I sent you that text, uh, Pat. I, I kind of lived that whole time, junior high, high school, college, with Ralph Miller and Schultz and those guys. But it was, was he head coach from 63 to 70? Well, we baseball? just had a caller
4: explain it. What yeah. happened was – he was the reason they listed as 70 is because he was the head coach in January, February, March, until the 70 season started. Then that's when they started counting Dwayne Banks as the coach. So that's why it's confusing. It does say 63 to 70, Banks 70 to 97. So it's kind of confusing. It is a little. But right. re- this caller explained right. it to where they do it that way because of the three months in 1970 where Schultz was still the head coach. But he actually never coached in a game. So, yeah, that cleared it up.
10: Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, it was, he was his head baseball coach and stick and Freddie Brown and those guys' assistant basketball coach. But as soon as, as soon as Ralph left in March, he was elevated. And that must be when they got, Evie got Banks real quick.
4: Yeah, Yeah. he must have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, oh, so Evie was a, Banks was another Evie hire, not Bump?
10: Well, that's, um, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure because... Yeah, it would have to be because um, Bump
4: didn't start until August. Of that's seven. right. Oh, you're right. That's so that, right. So Evie was the one who hired Dwayne Banks. Okay, interesting. All right. Just trip yeah. down memory
10: lane. Yeah. So how you guys been?
3: Been pretty good. Yeah. Pretty darn good. D- yeah.
10: Disappointed with
3: the uh, men's early exit in the Big Ten tournament and NCAA tournament, but we are coping. We're coping, well, Mike.
10: you know, I- <laughs> We all were. Uh, we all were, but the uh, it was quite a season to say the least. It was very unusual. You know, the whole weekend's out now. Yeah,
3: yeah.
10: You know, you, Except talking, for Wisconsin. You know, one thing I think about. What's that?
3: Wisconsin's still alive in the NIT, aren't they?
10: Yes. Yeah, Wisconsin is. Yeah. But the uh, the one thing that is interesting is. I think these big conferences, it's so tough during the season. You know, it's every night.
2: Yeah. Every night.
10: And, you know, nothing against Gonzaga, because Gonzaga, you know, they're they're very good. But they have to get up two or three times, you know, on average during the past a season. Yeah.
4: You know,
10: for their – I think that does track
4: I think all these big conferences now Kansas State's the only team left in the Big Twelve, right?
3: Well you got five of the remaining twelve teams, five of those teams were from big conferences. I'll tell you what,
4: Yukon looks really good. Well, I didn't realize do. how good they just destroyed Arkansas last night. I did not realize that they were this good. But no, I think there is something to that, Mike. I think these conferences do beat up on each other and I think the one and done mentality, I think I
2: mean if Iowa what you, the hell is? Are you stealing a car? He's
3: listening to Olivia <laughs> Rodrigo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's
10: doing
4: both. He's I, listening I, and stealing
10: a no, car. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to you. Yeah, I am. I am back. <laughs> but,
4: but I do think that these conferences do beat on each other some. And yeah, true. But I think Mike, if if Iowa played fairly Dickinson in a best of seven series, they'd beat them. Don't, don't you think they'd beat them probably four? I mean, four to one or four. But it's the one and done thing. I think also helps too. A lot of these teams play with no pressure; they got nothing to lose. And I think sometimes, don't you think? I mean, if Haluska's team from 06 had played Northwestern State in a seven-game series, what do you think is going to happen?
10: Well, four and one. They, 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 they win the next six. Yes. Well, so yep, I think that's seven, a big yeah. part
4: of it too. And you know, there's been a lot of talk about Fran's inability to to win in March, but I still doesn't don't think you can dismiss what goes on in January, February. I mean. I, I still think the regular season means something. I love the NCAA tournament. My only thing that I don't like about it is it's taking away from the regular season.
10: Well, and I I, th- I love the regular season. I think it, I'm sorry, but I think it means more. I do too. I just think it's I really do. And I wish this is this is my wish. We had one more game, and 128 teams get in the NCAA. NCAA tournament. Okay, one more game. We're down to sixty-four.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: I mean, you end all the chaos of Clemson, Rutgers, uh, Vanderbilt. Those three this year. I'm, I know I'm missing a lot They didn't get in.
4: No, you're right. I mean, team one twenty-nine is not going to have much of an argument if they don't get in. I get, I get your Wisconsin.
10: Thank you.
3: Wisconsin's making their case.
4: I get what you mean. I think that I don't have a problem with that idea. I mean, the I mean football. No,
10: it, and people say, "Well, well then we got to cut out the conference tournaments." Hey, guys, that's not going to happen because you know why? Money, the almighty dollar, which is great, and, and and the conference tournaments are, you know, it's really three seasons, isn't it, guys? Yes, it's the full season, and then the tournament, the conference tournaments, yeah. and then the NC two A tournament. It's three things, and and I don't know if you can, you know, everybody. I'm not making excuses for Iowa. I'm, I, don't, I don't want to make excuses for anybody, but it is what it is, and they're all great. And I'll tell you one thing these kids do on every team. They play hard. Oh, well, they do. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they go in, and sometimes they don't. I I found it very interesting how, you know, Iowa has a lot of good shooters on their team, but boy, they they don't like being away from Carver.
4: That's been a, yeah. that was a problem. Sure. team. that was part of this team's legacy. And Mike, I'm not making excuses for Iowa when I say the. No, regu- I know you're not. What I'm saying though no, is, I, know you're not. I mean, yeah, March the these early exits they suck. I get it. Fans are frustrated, but that doesn't erase the fact that Fran, without COVID, would have five straight NCAA appearances. Lou Olson's the only other Iowa coach to do that by himself. One coach. And the fact that they won 26 games in the Big Ten tournament last year. There's more to it than just March, is what I'm saying. Yes, I would love for them to. I want these droughts to end. I want the regular season drought to end. The Sweet 16 drought. But they are what they are. And But to me, isn't that...
10: It an, go ahead. Isn't it? A, isn't it amazing that it's been 52 years since we won right. an outright title? It's and,
4: just mind-boggling.
10: And mind-boggling. It's 40, 43 since we had a piece of a title. Yes, But... You know, I, I I'm sure we could go through the Big Ten and a lot of teams could say, you know, things close to that. Well, Northwestern's won two bits
4: Northwestern's won two NCAA basketball games, I believe. How many's Nebraska won? One. Oh yeah, every most oh, team. Yeah, most teams. But what's weird though about Iowa streak is that the program itself has been pretty successful, and yet it has these two heavy droughts weighing on it you know yeah. i i was a pretty yeah. regular ncaa tournament team and yet they have this that's what's so unusual about iowa's but but it also doesn't erase what is accomplished during the regular season i mean it, it but to think though the the godfather wasn't even out the last time iowa <laughs> won the title outright think about that captain
2: right
4: it's been that long
2: i was you still know, doing mornings yeah.
4: captain was still doing <laughs> mornings.
2: <laughs> i was still in high school <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't even but in you know school what's what you know what's so
10: neat about the regular season it's you know it's gets a lot of people through the winters in Iowa and the midwest oh, I mean, there's, sure. there's always a game yes. there's always a game and and with with um, my other wish is now we're gonna you know, we have fourteen uh teams in the uh, big ten that's thirteen we're gonna have two more that's fifteen opponents you'll have yeah. God, I can't wait till we play thirty Big Ten games. <laughs> because with 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 my with the idea of one more round, you know what it also throws out. What's that? It throws out you know the record thing that that you have to play six or seven or the, the winning twenty games thing, and, and it throws if if there's huh? one hundred twenty eight teams in the NCAA tournament. Well, guess what play 30 Big Ten games and, and go 14 and 16 on the Big Ten, and you're still going to make the tournament by a mile.
3: Yeah, but half your team's going to be because, injured playing 30 Big well, Ten games.
10: That's, but, you know, it's 30 basketball games. You know, we played 30 anyway. I Now, these kids are resilient. They're 18 to twelve. Well, that's what so Fran like, always says.
4: Fran, well, I was like, "Hey, if they're not playing games with us on a two, they're going to be over at the fieldhouse playing six games in a day." That's uh, these. That's what he always says. They're twenty, twenty-one years old. They can go forever.
10: And there's timeouts every every four yes, minutes. Exactly. I mean, my goodness. No, you're right. If, yep. the, if the referees, the one thing, if the referees would do two things, the, the the rules haven't changed. The rules haven't changed, but refereeing has. They they let you hold and, and beat guys up. And they let you carry the ball. You know, if, if the referees would, would clean it up a little bit more and let the shooter shoot without somebody banging them and banging them off of picks and everything and just – and, and then, then if you get those calls and you're sitting on the bench and you go, well, geez, I better not do that anymore or I'm going to be on the bench with fouls, you start playing with your feet instead of your hands.
4: Yeah, no, there's it's,
10: – uh... it's, I think it's pretty simple.
4: Okay, well, fair enough. Makes sense. Makes sense, and thank you for clearing up our inaccuracies. I mean, because there's a stretch there. Well, we were just throwing out one false. inaccuracy. Just, I mean, I was leading the way, too, just carrying the big inaccurate flag. Everything well, no, we're...
10: it's it, – I, I, but, I, you know, I lived that one with, with Coach Schultz, and it's funny, um, you know, I helped get Coach Schultz fired, and I guess Matt helped get Licklider fired.
4: That's a proud legacy for both of you. (laughs) Iowa Iowa fans would like to say thank you on both counts. I mean, don't you think, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can speak from the Licklider one from experience. I was living it. Yeah, there was no choice.
10: As Tommy Suter can attest to, two wonderful men. Oh. It just just didn't work. No. Two wonderful men.
4: Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Dick. I I will I, say I, I did because
3: I, I was friends with his uh son Bob.
4: Okay. I mean look was a lot but he was also a little odd and I can speak from experience. He was hard he to always was nice to me. Yeah, in the frozen section of high V. Well mean, he was You nice weren't to asking me. him why David Palmer's not playing anymore, you know. <laughs> it was a little different my relationship with him. You know? So
3: I still think that's one one of the strangest things in his basketball history. Yes,
4: I mean, that was just really bizarre. Imagine David Palmer playing with Fran. He would have been great with Fran. Oh,
3: my
10: God. He's 6'9". He had two pretty good games in a row, didn't he? And then he got against against Purdue and Wisconsin. Wisconsin.
4: He had 19 and 11, and I think like 20 and 10, and then he never played again. And we never were given a reason. It was just the strangest thing. Hey, do you
10: think... Do you think they drew up that play? I mean, it sounded like they drew up that play for that Gonzaga game. They did.
4: They called it the Jay yeah, yeah. Wright play, they, the same play that Villanova won the national title on back in 16, I think.
10: There you go. Yep. It was the same play. You know, now, It also it's a helped. hell of a play. play.
4: You need the guy to make a 28-foot jumper for you for it to work, but he did.
10: I think it's the same play uh, Connor uh, did for uh, Sanford? Bayton. I think it was very similar, the, uh, yeah. What, what was that the uh, Michigan State Michigan game. State
4: game? Yes, I think it was very similar. Yep, it was.
10: My God, what a I game mean, that
4: was! I mean, well, the UCLA, but the Michigan State Kansas State game was so fun to watch. I was cheering for Michigan. Wasn't State. that something? It man? was just so much fun to watch. I mean, I was. I gave up on Andy Griffith. It was so good. You know, <laughs> seriously, I did. I did. I, I mean, it was good. Sh- good ones too. Good Andy Griffith episode. I said no. But, I gotta watch this game. It,
10: it, it's funny how the games change. I mean, it used to be even pickup games, you know, uh, college games, high school games always used to be start with the center, start with
4: Yep, banging inside. Now
10: it's, now it's been well, the last 20 years. It's, I think maybe since Ronnie Lester, may, he might have been one of the first ones. Like, give me the guard. Yeah. Give me the guard.
4: No, you're right, though, Mike. I think Ronnie, that timing there was a shift then. And I also think Magic Johnson – Brought more emphasis. Yeah. If you have a, mm-hmm. even though he was six nine and a complete freak, I yes. think he was like, man. If you got somebody with the ball in his hands out on the perimeter, he can really impact this game. so And that was all about yeah. the same time, late seventies, early eighties.
10: Yeah. Say, my wife Julie hit me with something yesterday. I think she's right that uh, Keegan Murray hit six threes the other night. Yes. Yes. He did he? Yep. Did he's like, he, he's like twelve or four sixteen away from the rookie record, and they have like. 10 or 11 yes. Games yes. While. Yeah.
4: Yes. He's got a very good chance of uh, breaking the record. Yes,
10: he does. He's pre- he uh, right now. I think he might be rookie of the year.
4: It's, it. He's got a chance. The guy, the Duke, Pan, what's his name, pa- Pablo uh, uh, Panchero. Um, Panchero. He's had a really good year, but no, I think he's in the discussion. Okay.
3: Wasn't he the like the first pick? He was anyway? the first
4: pick, and he's had a pretty good year. But I don't know what he's done lately. But I would think that definitely Keegan would be in the discussion. And the fact that they're winning helps too. Of yeah, course. You bet. Yeah, because they've been. Well, r- yeah. They've struggled for years, and he's got some great. De'Aaron Fox is one of the best guards in the NBA now. He's got some good players around him. But no, it's been a great rookie season for Keegan. Couldn't happen to a nicer it's guy. A
10: bonus. Yeah. You know, there's each of these conferences have 15 teams in them, and they have you know three five team divisions and they're third they're they're right second yeah. third within a game. Yeah they are. In the whole Western Conference.
4: Yep, it's been a great story, great run for him this year. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun keeping up with him.
10: He's making Chris money. Yes he is. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> yes he is.
4: Yep. Oh no it's a great story and, and yeah I mean it's just I'll say Keegan's actually been better than I thought he was going to be. I thought he would be good this year, but I didn't realize he would be this Impactful from three point range. But man, he, made a, he made a ton of big threes at Iowa. Very comfortable shooting them.
10: Absolutely, and Chris, Chris, Chris will get right in there, and they, you know they won't double team him and everything. And you find he the right fit. Yep. Yeah. 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 No. It's funny how they set, they shoot that set shot. I think Yo, it's funny how it's
4: a, I think it's funny Mike how Chris had an airball in almost every game he played this year but it didn't seem to phase him even games where he was completely no. dominant there was always one airball so they got to the point where I was waiting for the airballs weren't you, sort it's of odd. And, and I enjoyed them there were times when I enjoyed the airballs
10: <laughs> well balls. you lead you let you let off your show a lot of times with, well, he did it again. Yep, <laughs>
4: and yet it didn't phase well, him, and he'd end up getting twenty-five and seven. And no, it was even that last game, Mike. Right. I, I mean, the last game where in the tournament where he did struggle, he still finished with fifteen and nine. I mean, those are yeah,
10: yeah, incredible.
3: Yeah, yeah. pretty
4: good numbers. And
10: you know,
3: well, aren't those yeah. your career stats at Iowa, Mike? Fifteen and nine.
10: Tommy, let me tell you about my career stats. Uh, well, freshmen were eligible my freshman year for yeah. varsity. Mm-hmm. I didn't get shut out. What'd you do? One. Free one. throw?
3: Got a free throw. Hey.
10: What, but what's that tell you? That's a negative, Tommy. What's that tell you if I got one free throw? That you what's missed, that tell
3: you? you missed another one?
10: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Mike,
3: I got to no, ask no, you. Not... I know I've asked yeah. you
4: this before. Do you remember the first time you played on the same court with Ronnie Lester? The first time you actually experienced what what he was all about, I mean, because obviously there had to have been a first.
10: Well, he was a senior in high school when I was a senior at Iowa, so, but so I never got, I missed him. Yeah, it was it was pickup. Um, that's what I meant. I know you missed
4: ball. him by a year, right? Your last year was his. Yes. Okay, but the first time you ever went against, because you were still very involved in playing pickup ball then, weren't you?
10: Well, yeah, I mean, we the airline were sticking all those guys. We'd go scrimmage the yeah. Iowa guys. So it was, yeah, the the fall of his freshman year, we'd we'd go over and scrimmage those guys, and yeah, he was he was uh, really something, <laughs> to say the least. He and He looked, got so much stronger, you know. Of course, they will. They do. Sure. Yeah.
3: He sure. looks like he could still
4: play. He and BJ both.
3: Yeah,
10: yeah. it's amazing. He, he sure does. Yeah, he really- and I, I've got a, had, had a great relationship with him through the years. He he'd come out to the house, and he was pounding nails out. out of, we were putting on an addition that final four year, and he would come out the house to kind of hide, and he'd just pick up a hammer and he'd help the contractor. Just and I'd go, Ronnie, be careful. This is like before, in between the before they went to Indianapolis. He'd come out just to hide. Interesting. Be careful with that hammer, Ronnie. Gee, so, how
4: quick was he from baseline to baseline?
10: Well, he was like, uh, you know, he wasn't Joe Toussaint. Uh, you know, Joe Toussaint was really fast, mm-hmm. as we know. Uh, he wasn't like that. He was, like, Tommy, he was just so much smoother. He was so smooth. And he glided. Smoother. Yeah, he I was gonna say something about the Murray. The Murray's how you know, Co- Coach Fran always says, never too high, and never low. You know, they're never they're they're never too high and they're never low. And it's just even keel. Yeah. with those with his teams and the Murrays are really like that. You don't know if they've missed a shot. No, or you're right. A shot. It, and Ronnie was the same way. I mean, okay, you know, shoot to get hot, shoot to stay hot. You can't. You can't think about the negatives. You just got to think. Because there's nothing you can do about a missed putt in golf, but you sure can do something about your next shot. Sure.
4: What I remember about Ronnie was his ability to get into the lane and then rise yeah. up like three feet with those pony tennis shoes, be so high yeah. up in the air, and either he was going to shoot a real makeable shot or he was going to dump it off. Nobody could keep him out of the lane. He was so explosive nope. prior to his injury.
10: And, and, Pat, and Pat, I think I. That might be the most important thing for a guard to be able to do is get to that paint.
4: Yep, and he could do it. And the other thing about Ronnie, kind of like with Caitlin Clark, Ronnie wasn't 5'11 or 5'10. Ronnie was a good 6'2, and I think that made a big difference for him just like it does with Caitlin Clark being 6 feet tall. Just like with Matt, I mean – if Matt was six two, six three, Mike, with the same skill set, yeah, he would have been as good a player, but he wouldn't have been as impactful because what did Matt end up? Six five. That made a huge difference for Matt being right. a six five shooting guard as opposed to a six one or six two shooting guard with his skills. It matters that, that to win the gene pool like that. So, but
10: I watched it, I watched Dan Patrick, and, and they they take clips from uh, the past, and they showed Caitlin today. The size of her hands. We were just talking,
4: we were talking about, talking that, about earlier. that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Holly Rowe did something. Oh, you on you Yeah, they're bigger than Sazonov's. Her hands are huge.
10: I mean, that's such a such a, a big deal. And the wingspan, your wingspan. I guess that that point guard, that freshman point guard at Purdue, uh, he's barely six feet tall, but he has his name's Br- Braden, Braden Smith. Yeah. Smith?
4: Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's got Braden, long arms.
10: He's got he's, he's got long arms, which is which is huge. Yeah, you know, that was their problem. Somebody asked me about Purdue and
4: freshman down guards
10: here in January, and I said freshman guards. Yep. I said, you know, the reason they're kind of up and down, and you know, they lost five games. You know, you don't lose at home to Indiana, but you know, those freshman guards—it's just the dog yeah. We were saying of that all year. Yeah. Kind of yeah. That was my concern yeah. about
4: Purdue, but I still don't think it takes away from the. Gra- I know Purdue fans. Some you've said you've. Some of them want Matt Painter gone, don't they? They Cause do because he, he can't win in March, which is just ludicrous uh-huh. when you think about how successful he's been overall so but top know. 10 coach in the country don't i you think? would agree i would definitely agree. definitely so well mike hey guys thanks a all lot right for mike you do. thanks You're for clearing it great. up all right
2: yeah, well I well no thank we, right
4: I mean, we were wrong i mean
2: mike is there a reason why you don't uh, invite me to your house a lot of
10: reasons uh you know it's it's open door, Captain. You know that. <laughs>
2: open door, buddy. He'll be there for lunch. Yeah. yeah. What do you have for lunch? All right. See at lunch. All right. Have See fun, ya. guys. All
7: right. Thanks, Mike. Bye.
4: I'm hungry. Aren't you? Are you? Where are you guys? Where did you guys end up going for lunch?
2: Some place that uh, I don't want to plug. <laughs> Why'd was, you go there then? I wasn't because we, we, neither of us had been there. Yeah. Oh,
4: and you didn't like it, so it wasn't very good. I,
2: I, was, were they mean to you? Yeah, no, no, we just did not We'll I,
7: wait until off the air, then we'll backstab.
4: We them, didn't.
3: Right? We didn't dig the vibe. Yeah. Oh. The vibe. Or the chow. Yeah. It just
2: wasn't. Well, the
4: atmosphere and the food were both bad. Then that's probably not a repeat place. I would assume. No. And you know, the we service was
2: a little iffy. We haven't yeah. met
4: since Kirk had his press conference, which was. Um, Kind of went as I expected. I mean, his line about Spencer Peters, I re- I mean, I think fans are reading way too much. It was kind of odd what he said. He is still on the roster. He could play. And I know I'm going to get killed for saying this, but let's say they do have three, four McNamara gets hurt. Let, let, let's say they have multiple quarterback injuries. Petrus as a last resort in October or November wouldn't be the end of the world. Can we at least agree on Except that?
3: Except I don't think he, he's not going to be recovered, Probably not. Is he?
4: But Kirk did not rule out the possibility yeah. that, that's his comment made it sound like because I think we've all been led to believe, well, he's so far from ever being able to play again. It's a mute point. We're just keeping him on the roster because out of respect. But Kirk said that we'll cross that. that Right, he left it open slightly so thin and that's enough to just send fans in a tizzy, man. My, the response is <laughs> I, I feel so bad. Cause they just want him gone. They just, and not of course everybody, but this was a pretty large sampling of fans that reached out to me either on emails or just, they just wanted, they don't want him anywhere near the center position well, or the behind center.
3: You know, the, I mean, I, that was a concerning thing that he said I thought, but the, the two things that really concerned me from the uh, press conference was... The injuries uh, at receiver? The injuries at receiver and
4: the offensive line. Well, what do you want him to say about the offensive line?
3: Uh, that they're healthy and getting after it, and they're not. They're tremendously injured.
4: Yeah, but I I, I don't. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I don't think that's a... None of those injuries, I think, are... I think the best guys... That they're going to rely on the best, including the two trans. One of them is not here yet. Right. I think those guys will all be ready. And I, mean, I was well, more that's... alarmed. I was more alarmed by the receiver. But you know, even with those two guys, they don't have much at receiver right it now. Sounds exactly got... like the problem last well, year. Well, then you have Brody Breck, who's going to be what he's not even playing with them. No, so that's three of their seven scholarship receivers. To me, that's a major concern. But to be honest, Tom, I'm not expecting anything from the receiver position. So yep. I'm not, and and I the offensive line, they got Dejon Parker already listed as the backup at right tackle, and, and um, Feth isn't even here. He's yet. not even here, so he's not going to be listed. So I think it's just way premature to worry about stuff like that. And as far as the, I I didn't think he was going to comment on the settlement. I mean, and I asked him, and the only reason I asked him is because he made it obvious in his statement that he was did not like. That he felt the lines of communication left much to be desired. Didn't you yes, get that impression? Yes. Well, I asked him, I'm like, were, were, were the lines of communication where they needed to be? And he basically just blew it and said, it's over. It doesn't matter what I think, it's over. Very, very dismissive, which is fine. The one area where I will take exception to, and I don't believe him at all, is that he had nothing to do with the negotiations between Brian and Gary, and that he knew nothing that was going on during that time. Do you, do you seriously and believe? I, of and of I, I so. get why he doesn't want to talk about that publicly, but to act as if you had nothing to do with it and you knew nothing was i don't buy that I, I i that was the one area where i'm like no i don't believe you
2: yeah. the sergeant schultz defense
4: i know nothing yes again the sergeant and i do you believe him no he knew it's not like what brian's dad i can't talk this is just between gary and i yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I, I just don't I, I don't believe that and i'm guessing that kirk had a say in how bad these performance Objectives were going to be because basically those were put in to say, you know, you've been doing such a poor job. We have to do this just from a PR standpoint, just to show that we do care a little bit about the offense and you don't just have free reign. And my guess is Kirk was probably not happy about those objectives, don't you think? As the father, I'm guessing, I'm gu- and but no, that was the only area where when he said something, I'm like, I don't buy that, but I didn't think he was going to talk about. I mean, yeah, He no. wants to move on. I get we it.
3: Because uh, we had talked yeah. about it on the he show. He wants to move on. Yeah.
4: And really, that's about all you can do right now. And it's just there's really nothing to gain from him talking about it. We had our run at it. Now, eventually, those questions are going to end. The problem is, though, especially if they struggle on offense, the stories about Brian's contract and even for some, the settlement, every time they play a new opponent, That stuff, if their offense is struggling, that stuff will come up. And you know when the season, as the season's building up in the summer, you know there's going to be some national media. They're going to parachute in and say, here's Kirk Ferentz starting his 25th season, The law, They're, that stuff's not going to go away in the eyes of all the media. But for us, there's only so much we can do. We can't just keep – I know we're accused of never asking the tough questions. There were multiple questions asked about Brian's contract, about the settlement. There's only so much you can do. You can't keep repeating those at press conferences it, if you're the Iowa media.
3: That crap's not going to go away until they start producing on the field.
4: Yes, I mean, period. And if they start producing on the field and have great success, even the settlement stuff will be it will be irrelevant again. Th- that's right. Uh, that's the only way Kirk can change the narrative is by. And I'm not talking about going eight and five, or no. going nine and four and finishing runner up. That's not going to silence a lot of it. But if they can win the West and have a really good season, and the offense makes a proof, a lot of these narratives now will be pushed aside by the right. sweet smell of victory. What do you think, Captain?
2: Yeah, yeah. You've been pretty
4: quiet. Why don't you? Why don't you, do you say
2: something? What do you want me to? What do you want me to? Say? We had we death. we had
4: three guests today. We had Carn, we had Adam, and we had Gator. Can Anything I be of that?
2: Can I be political? Eh, what the uh, hell? hell be we, be let, death going? and destruction. What? Trump is saying uh, if he gets if he gets uh, arrested arrested it's for like, a misdemeanor. There will be <laughs> for a misdemeanor. There will be death and destruction.
4: He's hoping that happens. That's what he, it sounds like he's yeah. hoping. Yeah, yeah well, I'm so tired of him. Time I just, he's go just, away. he's just, I mean, go away. Yeah, I just am so tired of him.
3: I
2: don't think there'll be any death in this.
3: Republicans fact. come up with somebody else, please. Yeah. Anybody else almost.
2: Well, somebody else, not, I don't know about Florida. I mean, I'm tired of a lot of Democratic
4: I, politicians. I just, I just get tired of them. You know, Nancy Pelosi. I was not really tired. I think but you notice she's leaving. Yeah. You know, I'm tired of Bernie Sanders, aren't you?
2: I don't pay a damn. Well, I don't really pay much
4: attention to him, him. but but it's hard not to pay attention to Trump because he's everywhere.
2: Well you we need he, to freaking have term limits if, if, yeah, if you don't if you don't say Christ. death and destruction. You, you, you but no, think. like if I
4: see Bernie being interviewed, I don't listen anymore.
2: Oh, I don't listen I, to I, any of it. A room full of crypt keepers. I don't listen. <laughs> that was a that's a wonderful movie. Tales I would go crypt. to that movie. A room full of crypt room keepers.
4: full of crypt, the, It's the life story of the Rolling Stones.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Firm wives are carrying around shovels, just in case one of them drops.
4: <laughs> and they have all the No, subtle... I don't
2: pay attention to any of them. I, I don't, don't either. Left or right. I've you know. Mm. Other than AOL AOC is hot. I mean how
4: oh, I, th- I i watch her just to watch her. Yeah, She's she hot. I don't listen to her. No, turned I turn down the, the
2: sound. sound.
3: Yeah. I mean who the hell do it, the Democrats have? Nobody. Nobody. They got Biden and even I mean, I think he's doing the best he can. Yeah, but like he's doing all right. But you know, I don't want him to be the president but for six I don't more want, years. No, I don't want him to run well, again. I don't want Trump to run again. Let's get
4: some
2: get some people we can believe is, in. He's older than Burt Mustin when Burt <laughs> Mustin first started acting. Who, Biden? Yes. Yeah, it wasn't Burt Mustin. He started acting when he was like 60s. 69,
4: I think it was. So yeah, like, yeah it was so it, late yeah, 60s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Trump's older, too. That's the thing. That yeah. it, Trump is older 76.
2: Than when we watched all those shows when we were kids, they're older than Burt Mustard was. Fireman Gus. Yeah.
4: He did that before he did Andy Griffith. He was Gus the fireman. He was, yeah. Yes, he was. I think probably got annoyed with, yeah, yeah, that little crappy Cleaver yeah. kid's coming down here again. <laughs> She'd leave me alone. They're
2: They're both older than Gabby Hayes in the Westerns. No, yeah, it's just I don't get it why
3: well, Gabby wasn't that old,
2: no was he I don't
3: I think, don't he, think was. he was I, don't
2: I mean think he we
3: was. at the time we thought he was a hundred, yeah, but I don't think he was no,
2: he wasn't as old as as they are, oh no, not nearly no,
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't get it why politicians have to be so old well, right?
2: Walter brennan wasn't as wasn't as old as they they were,
4: I mean Biden's eighty, right. 80. So yeah. he'll be 82, almost 83 by the time. he would yeah. be like 87 almost by the time he's done. It's just... And then Trump would be in his 80s. Yeah. It's just silly.
3: So who's the guy that was in a cocoon? That all, Wilford Brimley. Wil-
4: he's like 35, isn't he? If he was still alive. Wilf- is he Wilf- dead? Yeah, he's dead.
3: But, he, I mean, when we well, thought he, is, he was 75 or 80... He was, he was like 50. Th- yeah. yeah.
4: Well, yeah, that's he, there's maybe. a thing on Twitter that shows a picture of somebody when they turn 50 compare it's really kind of mean compared to what Wilford Brimley looked like. He was in his fifties when they were filming Cocoon, and you thought he was like you know. Yeah. And so yeah, there's this. Somebody on Twitter has that that that's their big selling thing where they draw attention is they'll take a picture of a famous Hollywood person who's turning fifty yeah. and compare it to what Wilford Brimley looked like at the same age. So. But yeah, no, I don't. I'm so I'm so sick of politics. I am too. And that indictment, I'm so sick. I mean you know if they I, right, at this stage I don't even. It's not going to do it. It's only going to probably help him. He's not going to go to jail. No. For no. I'm just he's sick of He's never it. going to go to jail. He's never going no. to jail. No. no you know, he's I'm never
2: s- going to jail. We don't put presidents in jail. And you do realize well, a lot of this stuff. Jefferson Davis.
4: Death and destruction, oh, okay, Captain. Okay. Well, he's ra- that was it. A- he's raising money. <laughs> okay. I mean, Part of the reason he's doing this is he's raising money. <laughs> yeah. That's the, I think that's his Yeah, big he's
2: order. raised he's over raised, $3 million. He's working. This
4: is his job right now yeah. is to is to try to inflame the nation so he can stuff his pockets. And I just don't care. And yeah. you took this podcast, man, things were going yeah. solid, man. Yeah. I, took, I'm
3: tired of this show. Right, I'm tired so. of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end this thing.
4: Yeah, I think it's time for this show to end. I do too. What's next? Hey Lang?
3: No, it's Hey Molly.
4: Oh, it's Hey Molly. Are we
2: doing the police reports? Yes.
3: Oh, then it's police reports. Wow, Suter
4: yes. trying to phase out Lang.
2: Yeah, what the, what hell, the hell? Suter tired Nepo- of
4: him too. Nepotism. He's trying paving yeah. the way for his daughter more. Yes, every time. I want yeah. more, more, more Molly
2: and a bigger audience yeah, for what? Molly. Just call, just call her Tom Suter Jr. Yeah,
4: more Molly yeah, is the a theme. Here. Big
3: audience for Molly, is and, what but I you're want.
4: fighting for Not Tommy Lang, right?
3: Show.
2: We're gonna go. Oh down. boy, and, and down now a phone flame. call. Let's end it with this call. Hello. You know what? Station
10: sucks. Station
2: sucks. (laughs) Okay.